You ever been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up The Ship Podcast. This is episode 100 and something. <laughs> I forgot to look. Uh, today I'm talking to Damo uh, from Permission to Speak Freely podcast fame and uh, just a, a dope dude, senior chief out there doing the damn thing still. Um, and we we kind of, I mean, we we connect on a lot of things. We like talking to each other. If it, it, I mean, it'll be obvious if you listen to all or, all, all or most of this podcast. But um, but also just like we connected over my uh, Mick Pond memo reviews on some of the stuff. And he he mentioned wanting to talk about it. Uh, and the only reason it took this long is because he was in the middle of a PCS and getting settled at a new C command. So uh, he just needed to kind of get his feet under him and get his hands around all that stuff. And, and then uh, got in for the podcast and then a uh, bunch of technical issues uh with with the processing after the fact like the the audio turned out pretty great um like pretty pretty standard and then i don't know if they're if you're watching this on youtube i figured it out but like i don't know if there's going to be a video yet i got to get into the video editing still and um as i'm recording this i haven't done it and see what the audio quality is going to look like because i had to use backup recordings because the primary ones didn't work for whatever reason it was just a glitch and the the tech people with the service I use didn't, they were just shrugged at me. Like they like, Oh, sorry. So, um, I at least got the audio version out. So I'm, I'll take it, you know, like I'm still kind of pissed, but whatever. Um, but hopefully I get the, the video out as well today. And then, uh, yeah, it, we got into a lot of chief season stuff. So, so he, the, the, some of the criticisms I had of the chief season, he, he kind of vibed with and, and wanted to get into, and we didn't, we don't agree on everything, but like we align on a lot of it and we got into a discussion of a lot of those things. And then some of our personal experiences, like how we conducted ourselves and why we believe what we believe about what needs to change and, um, what can either stay the same or be preserved in the revision or whatever. Uh, so yeah, man, it was, it was super fun to talk to him. It always is like, he's a super intelligent dude that has, uh, you know, like a different perspective, if not the same. And then he's just a sounding board for certain things. And he, he challenges me, he pushes me on a lot of stuff. So, uh, it's always fun talking to Damo and, uh, I really hope y'all enjoy this. Check it out. I've been getting inundated with shit from listeners and i'm cursing now by yeah, the way yeah, just yeah, like public it. service yeah. announcement so like don't <laughs> even worry about any of that shit anymore i just snapped on that one about the mental health of my ls1 and like since then i've just like ah, i'm like ah fuck it like clearly the establishment doesn't doesn't want anything to do with me like i was kind of like leaving the door cracked open for like the mick pond or whoever that yeah. if they ever wanted to like connect and like actually make some meaningful change somehow I was like leaving, trying to leave the door cracked open, uh-huh. but they just slammed that shit shut. So I'm just like, all right, fuck you. Like, I'll just do whatever I want now. Yeah. And it is what it is. But, um, but yeah, I've been getting inundated by chief selects 
some chiefs are definitely talking to me because of the McPon memo, like debrief ones that I'm doing or whatever. I think I call them reviews. I went back and forth because I forgot what I called. This <laughs> so one of them's called a debrief. Yeah. The other ones are called reviews, but it's the same shit. But, uh, I'm like getting a ton of selects just going like, dude, I, I'm having such a hard time, like giving a shit about any of this or like, I'm having such a hard time finding meaning in anything that's happening Mm -hmm. and uh, are looking for me to like explain it to them. And the problem is I can't. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like I already have to the extent I'm capable, but like what I mean, they want like an answer that is going to satisfy them and there isn't one. And that's why it's broken. You know what I mean? Like, like I keep getting the um, like the, and, and this is, I'm attributing this like, kind of the opposite of the generational like excuse a lot of chiefs use for why their junior sailors don't don't get it and don't perform at the level they should they're like oh this generation is just lazy Mm -hmm. and stupid and it's the it's the opposite you don't understand them because they're fucking smarter than you and so like these selects are are questioning everything not because they're like this undisciplined immature generation but because they're smarter than you and they see right through this shit and they're looking at you like like you're stupid when you provide them with an answer like like you're being asked why right mm-hmm. the common thread and i and i know you're gonna start nodding as soon as i start saying this shit is oh we're put intentionally putting you under stress so that we can see what you do when you get overwhelmed and how you prioritize tasking and how it, whether or not you're willing to say no or ask for help mm-hmm. right and rely on the mess and all this shit but then like they just the, and then old reliable like you'll understand later you know like you'll get it later yeah like you'll understand the point barbs and all that shit in your first year as a chief and so it's like uh, there's all these like cookie cutter vague go to's that all these chief selects are like, this is bullshit. Like mm-hmm. you they're there's they suspect but are not fully convinced of what's true, which is there is no fucking objective. Like there's nothing behind the curtain pulling the strings like it's just chaos. And yeah. so it's like. I don't, and I'm not, there are well-run chief seasons. There are anomalies out there. There are people doing it correctly and some semblance of everything in between. But like the vast majority of the time, the chief season is a, is a big time suck on everybody, not just the selects, but also the chiefs. So it's like, it's a secondary priority for the chiefs, whether they'll admit that or not, because they have a primary duty and a family usually and all kinds of other shit they have to do. Yeah. So it's like they what ends up happening is yeah, there's some planning, there's a, some loose structure, but usually there's a lot of miscommunicating. There's a lot of who's doing, who's in charge of what now. And like, what are we doing? Like, where do we have to meet up? And then the location changes five times and yeah. 90% of the mess doesn't even show up for any of this shit anyway. Yeah, man. So it's just like, it, it's chaos in a lot of ways. And the meaning that they're searching for largely isn't real and so i'm just getting all these selects just like inundated me with messages about like like what what does it all mean and i'm like (laughs) i wish i had better news but it doesn't mean all it means is they don't have a fucking plan like there i don't that's why i harp on it being formalized is like there just aren't learning objectives tied to everything there is no solid framework for it all to be built on which I don't just think it's necessary so that we have that, like those guidelines and just that operating area, right? Like we we have something to focus on, but I also think it's super necessary because everybody's so busy 
And because everybody's, it's like a secondary priority for the people facilitating it. It's like, if you just could like, oh yeah, just pull the binder out. Right. Yeah. And like, here's what we're doing essentially. And you just kind of have to build the 20% that's specific to your warfare community and platform and whatever. Yeah. But like the rest, it's all there already. And you already know this is what we're teaching to. Right. Yeah. But yeah, man, like, I, and I'm wondering how, like what your feelings and thoughts are on it. Like, I don't know if you're as far to the dark side as me, but like, I just like, fuck, man, I'm so frustrated. And I'm I know some of my becoming more and more frustrated and I'm trying to balance it is because I'm retired and removed from it. The only perspective I'm getting is from these people communicating their negative experiences to me. So it's like there I'm sure there's plenty of good happening. And I've gotten a couple of positive stories, too. I just like. I'm, I'm looking at it through the lens of my actual experience doing it. But then now, I mean, I've been retired for a year and I'm not really playing this year. Like I, I I don't feel like I want to be around it. Um, Ariana wants me to be out there and I'm just like, I might show up for pinning, but that's, I'm not going to be at final night and stuff just cause like, I don't have the, the energy for that shit right now. I don't feel like like the because I feel like some shit would go sideways and then I'd flip the fuck out yeah. and be yeah. You know I mean, and I'm a guest and I'm retired. Like I'm the old retired guy. It's like, dude, shut up. So like when, when you did so do like, it, right? When you did do it, though, did you do it? Like, mm-hmm. did you play like a role or were you just you? Uh, well, both. I would say like I was always running the season because of what I saw happen. So like. The first year I was a chief, obviously, I was just kind of there. And that that was deliberate, too. It wasn't just like, like, I see some chiefs kind of slide into assistant roles and stuff and yeah. help out with running the season. And my cob was very deliberately like, you are fucking like a window furnishing. Like, you're a fucking fly on the wall. I don't want to hear a word out of you during anything mm-hmm. because this is your opportunity to learn how to be a chief on the other side of it. It's almost like a, it was almost like a second part of the induction or initiation season for us. And so he was very like deliberate about making sure that we were like receiving during those things so that we knew what we were doing in the future. But then the year after that, I ran it and pretty much every year till I retired, I, there was maybe two years total. Like, cause I think the very last year I was on active duty, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I helped the girl out, but like I was like going to get a surgery before I retired and all this other shit. So I just kind of like handed all my stuff to, uh, this other chief and like, just come, come get me if you need anything, but I'm not going to be the guy. Yeah. But did you, and then there, I think there was one, go ahead. Did you do anything? So what I mean by play a role is like, did you like mm-hmm. change who you are, your personality? Did you have like, a? Oh no. Okay. Fuck no. I'm me all the time, okay. man. And, and. A little bit of that change was gradual because at the beginning, when I'm a young boot chief, still figuring it out, there is that like compulsion to like uh, conform, like mm-hmm. to be part of the team and do what they're doing. But also I was in a weird place. Like, so I talk about that mess that I made chief in. It was really unique. It was like, I call it like chief university. Like these dudes were like all the anomalies that I talk about being everywhere. But like to be on that special projects platform, you all have to volunteer to be there. You can't just get detailed there. So it's like, these are all the people that like raise their hand and said, yeah, I want to go to do the hardest possible thing there is in submarining everybody. And so it was like, it was a very senior, like top heavy senior mess. And then they they were just amazing. They, They just, so like me watching them do it, like they weren't playing a part. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. they weren't playing a role in that, like their behavior didn't change. Like the only thing I saw was their like focus became more intense on making me better. It's not like that. That was always passively there with these guys as they went about doing their normal jobs. Right. Cause that's just part of being a good chief. But then it's like the volume got maxed out on that dial. You know what I mean? Like where they were just hyper focused on, on me and the other selects and, and like making sure we were developing and doing the things correctly. But like, and, and there was some shit that happened that I didn't think should like go the way that it did. And then we definitely got fucked with. It's not like, it's not like it was a hundred percent perfect or pure or mm-hmm. anything like that, but they did a way better job than what I saw like s- subsequent seasons uh, do. So yeah. like, I would say I kind of got taught the closest thing to a right way um, the first time, like when I went through it. And then I then I got to watch on the other side and and they made a point like shut up and listen and pay attention to what's happening here. And then after the selects would walk out, the cob and the ch- they would like then they would kind of like do chiefs training with us. Mm. Like, OK, what did what happened there? Why did that happen? And we would talk about it. And so they did. They really did have a deliberate and like thought out process and like an understanding of why we're doing the things. I don't think all the things were right, but like they were fuck, they were like the construct was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they were, they were very, uh, focused on developing us properly. So yeah, man, I would say like, I got lucky in that regard, but like, as uh, there was a little bit of that, I, it took me a while to shake it away. Like I would let them do like the charge book, uh, it, like, spiel to like get a charge book entry like the first year or two mm-hmm. but then i like i dispense with that shit pretty quick because it made me uncomfortable and i thought it was like like i'm like what's the point like fuck i need every solitary single solitary second i can get to try to develop you during the six weeks because it's like game on on pinning bro <laughs> like you're yeah. fucking as soon as you got these anchors on your chief and the training wheels are off yep. so it's like i need every second so i was just trying to peel away barriers to my doing that and so, like, everybody would say I was spoon feeding and, like, you oh, yeah, know, they try to, doing yeah, it for them. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm just like, no, I'm not doing the shock and awe bullshit that distracts from actually developing these people. Like, this should be, like, an intensive finishing school for stuff we already taught them. But it can't be that because we're not doing enough leading up to the chief season. So now we're, like, cramming for the, the test, essentially. So it's like, I'm not doing all this other stupid shit. And like letting them figure it out. And then we're in like week four of the season and everybody's like, oh, God, this is they're such a shit show. It's like, yeah, but why? Like, why are they a shit show? Because you're fucking doing it wrong. And so I'm just like, I have no patience for any of that playing a role bullshit. Mm -hmm. But that like you bringing that up is important because like that's what I'm getting from these selectees, man. It's like like I've gotten a lot of like from more than one, like the specific comment about like how either during the season or before the season, they would interact with these chiefs and they were cool and they were normal. And we would have like basic human interactions that were respectful and like productive. And then like, as soon as I have a selectee name tag on, it's like, they're playing this fucking part like of this hostile person that like wants to ostracize me or like make me feel separate from this group, which like counter productive because that's the whole fucking point is to get them to like understand that I they're sure a chief now yeah. and, and like developing them. Yeah. You know I mean, and welcome them in. So it's like, we, well, yeah, we spend the whole, like meet the mess is like the first, like 
like, fuck you. You're not yeah. a chief yet. And it's like, why? Why is that how we start? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I'm I got, so, I got a lot of opinions about it. Um, I, I, I will say that I really don't play the role though. I just, I'm just me through, yeah. the, through the whole thing. Which that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah. yeah. And normally like when I sit with the selects, you know, and they talk about getting charges from me, I normally like give them a charge in like what they're what they're up against, right? Because they up against, yeah. You know, like I know, like you get DMs, you get all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You see, you on Reddit, so they up against uh, like just a lot of young sellers that really don't trust the mess. Yeah. Like I see more right. about right. not trusting the mess than I see mm-hmm. about trusting the mess, right? So when I'm talking to selects, right. you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, we need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we need you. You just came from a hundred percent. You just came from right there. You just came from talking to E5s, you know, E4s, yep. whatever. We need you to be you. Don't change you. You know, so that's a lot yep. of that's a lot of that conversation. That's a great that's a great point to make, too, yeah. man, because like I've been using like I kind of over the 11 years I was a chief in uniform, I like distilled everything down to this one page charge that like if I don't know the sailor personally like I get a lot of those through the podcast like where they're a listener but like I don't know anything about them they're just asking for a charge for me so like I have this like canned one that I just put their name on but it's like all the best stuff that I I can think of (laughs) to share can distill down into like one page but then uh but like it hasn't evolved a lot. And like that's a that is like probably one of the more important points to make nowadays is like because th- those people I described that are the selects that are so frustrated. It's like, yeah, I don't want you to conform. Yeah, I don't want you to change. <laughs> like and I know the whole the whole chief season is built in this way that makes you feel like you're supposed to change yeah, and perform in some way. and be, be performative and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Like fake it till you make yeah. it kind of shit. Like, and, and I felt that the f- whole first year I was wearing anchors, I was like, I didn't feel like a chief. And I think that might've been part of it was like, there is this performative nature to like what a lot of chiefs are doing. And like, I, I think it can be constructive if you're doing it in a way that is like designed to make you a, an objectively better leader for the people you're leading. Like, and the, I know this is, sounds like a stretch, but my for example is like, I'm a naturally introverted person. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of people think I'm full of shit when I say Yeah, that. yeah, me too. I do the same shit. I, I'm a very, <laughs> yeah. Shit. I If you leave me to my own devices, I will barely leave the house. Yeah. I will like not, I don't like calling people. <laughs> I don't like to, like texting's always the move because it's so <laughs> detached and impersonal. It's like, I am very introverted, but I like realized if I'm doing this if, for me to best take care of my people, I need to like learn these skills. And so it's like, I have this like learned extroversion, you know, where I like just developed this muscle mm-hmm. Where like I hate conflict, man. I hate it. Yeah. But I'll do it if I need to. And I learned how to do it. And I got really good at it. And I have this loud booming voice. And like so like people just assume I'm this like aggressive extroverted (laughs) dude. And it's like, no, man, I just learned all this shit. I really did just develop this as out of necessity because I I just saw what I view. And I could be wrong because I often champion like there are different personalities out there and you can learn to be like an authentic, trusted leader with your own, like without changing your personality and how you present. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I probably could have done it differently. But at the time, I, in my mind, I'm looking at like, okay, what's like 
the moral leadership ideal yeah. that I'm like trying to attain. And the best ones I saw were these like, you know, like Buzz Lightyear characters, like what you would like <laughs> paint a meme of like a transformational leader. So I'm like, oh, I got to be that. And so I started striving for that. And I think I accomplished some of it, at least on the surface level, like how I present to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's like parts of it that can it can be productive, but like I don't think it's necessary um, because like I, I guess I did a lot of that because I thought I had to at the time. And now I understand that differently. And I don't think I don't think I really needed to do that so much. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we, we, we live in, you know, we live and we learn, you know what I mean? Like, and that's where, that's where like growth and development kind of gets us to where we finally get to our late thirties or really like, okay, this is where I'm Mm -hmm. at. This is me. This is who I'm going to be. And this just, whether you like it or not. Right. But like a couple of things back to the chief season, I want to talk real quick. Uh, I think we're in limbo, man. You know, and I talked to Damon about it on a pod, like on our pod a lot, like, it's it's a group of people where, you know, right before the Chiefs season, and I'm going to say as much as I can say without saying certain stuff in respects to the Chiefs yeah, yeah. out there, right? Yeah, you're but, still um, on active duty. I get it, man. I did that with myself a yeah. lot where I was like, I have some feelings that I could take a lot farther, but it doesn't feel appropriate or professional because I'm still. Yeah. Then there's Chiefs out there that's just get, you know I mean? that just get like upset about shit. So but um, so the first part is like. You know, you get like you're seeing a lot of CMCs now. They given like that brief, like, "Hey, this what you just these are the things that the season is not about. This what we should be doing. Yeah. This what boom." So then you got people, right. you got people like me, and, and you brought it up in a pod, mm-hmm. and I think we're gonna get to it a little bit later. You got people like me that's right. like, if if the leadership is telling me something, I'm 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 a sponge. I'm, I'm gonna soak that shit in, and I'm gonna follow it. it right. Yeah. <laughs> so so now I'm following what leadership's saying, but then you got this other group that. Don't, right. that probably don't know what to do right so they don't even know how right. to how to present during the season then you got another group that just been in for a while been in been in the game for a while yeah. and just going to do whatever it is that like all the shit that CMC just said don't do you might have this group that's just doing it you're yeah, like they're gonna, thought, back in the day five yeah, minutes ago yeah. when I made chief yeah. like, like, like they were around in the 40s like shut the yeah. fuck up and yeah. you're like damn I thought they just said it wasn't about shocking off like you know but yeah, that, yeah. But, you know so then you got it and I and I think when you put all that together yeah you do kind of the, right. mis- the mission statement gets yeah. money I, yeah, I think you're right. Like, and I, I almost think those second two groups are are one group. Like, it is. There's yeah, just kinda this is. one yeah, group that is. doesn't get it and doesn't get on board with it either. And it could be for various reasons. Like, one, they it might just be like incompetence, like vanilla incompetence. And the other one, I think it's like it's an incompetence demonstrated by like like you were saying, like they have this stupid like understanding of what it is, and it's like this old school like, oh yeah not about shock and awesome yeah. see we got you like you know and it's like no no stop winking at me i'm serious yeah. like i, I got a like, question for you god did something did anything ever happen during the season you went through that you didn't even understand well like as a as a chief after you made chief that you didn't even get like like, like you never had that moment like i don't even understand why the hell we did this just now yeah no 100 <laughs> percent, and that's why i was running the season most of the time like so Cause we did a bunch with an, a Naval recruiting district um, because we were on a remote learning site when I was at the A school. And um, so like, I was like running it for our learning site, but when we, it would join up with the recruiting district to do stuff like they're huge. Right. Uh-huh. So um, they kind of dominated the, what we were going to do, you know what I mean? And like the people um, 
directing how it was going to happen and stuff like that. And I, and at the time I wasn't the SEL either. So like my SEL just thought this was the move. Uh, I think he was wrong and we never did it. Like we stopped doing it after I took over, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of like shocking off for no reason. Like it was directionless. Like it was legitimately just like a bunch of like chiefs, yeah. <laughs> with no warfare pins, like just rubbing the selects face in it just yeah. for the sake of rubbing their face in it. You know what I mean? It was like, and I remember, so my buddy, shout out to Jerome nurse. He's a command master chief now, but he was, uh, he was a NC senior chief, like a career recruiter. He was part of that community. And, but he was like one of the few career recruiters that I thought really like got it, you know, like he understood, like, he cared about people and wanted to be yeah. a good leader. And he was really open to like learning and stuff. And so he gravitated to me, but like, I remember during one of those trainings when the shit was just like all the way off the rails. And it was like, and I knew, I thought about like freaking out and just face fucking all these chiefs in front of the selects. But like what, I mean, all that, that would have degenerated into like, if not a brawl, like a, yeah, like just not yeah. nothing productive would have come of it. So I was just sitting there. I started taking like notes during the trainings and I was like writing down like what not to do when I'm the guy, like, cause when I'm the CMC and I got 51% of the vote, I'll just eviscerate that room if that's what's going on. Right. But it, at the time, I don't even know if I was a senior chief yet. So like, it's not my place. Like I'm, you know, just the guy and I have a, an SEL that clearly doesn't give a shit. So I'm just like taking notes, you know, yeah. like when I'm the guy, these are the things I'm not going to do. And this is why they're bad. And you know, me, I mean, just like, it was kind of my way of dealing with it without freaking out. And then Jerome came and sat next to me and goes, bro, what are you, what are you writing? I was like, oh, I'm taking notes. So he goes, I'm what? Like, cause it's a shit show. Like mm-hmm. what? I'm not learning anything from this. You know, I'm like, oh, what not to do when I'm a CMC. And he goes, holy <laughs> shit, that's a great idea. Yeah, man. And I was like, yeah, man, like this, this is, this isn't what this is supposed to be. And we would have a bunch of conversations, um, about that. And, uh, he was one of the few that actually got it, but it was, he was just like, I don't know. It had to be like how he was raised and like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't get that from being a career recruiter. Yeah. Like that dude was like, he's, he's a fucking national treasure, man. I love that dude. And so like, uh, I hate him cause he's built like a fucking GI Joe. Like Jerome yeah, is built that's like a familiar a name, bro. Like the Jerome nurse. Yeah. He's, you you might've seen his name out there. He looks like fucking genuine at the beginning of his career, but like on steroids. Yeah. That's what Jerome looks like. Okay. He is a handsome devil <laughs> and he is built like a shit brick house but like he's got like a 28 inch waist but his shoulders are like fucking this yeah it's Johnny like Bravo. nobody should look that good so it's rude i do i got uh, i got two <laughs> messages for the selects i got two of them though um for anyone okay. that's in your inbox my first one is training so i'm i harp on training so when it's like when the selects in my group when they see me raise my head they know it's, it's, it's serious yeah. like you know and a lot of the yeah. programs i learned our study just working on my sel package are, are going through it right Right. Mm-hmm. So the first thing right. for me is training. And I think for training as a select, you need to pull from multiple sources. Right. Don't just go to the mm-hmm. chief that's holding the collateral. Right. I'm going to be straight up. A lot yeah. of these a lot of these dudes don't know. A lot of these people don't know what the <laughs> hell they don't open the instruction. Yeah, a lot of them don't know what the hell they don't <laughs> haven't been to the right. school. Yep. And they yeah. telling you they telling you best practice or something that they did. Right. You know, so so make right. sure. So if you do go to them, go to them, maybe get some experience, something that happened with them. But then mm-hmm. go through go through your uh, mill purse, man. Go through 
all yeah, your go to the book. Yeah, go to the books, go through your instructions, yeah. go to multiple sources to to prep your training. Don't just cause because I see mm-hmm. it a lot. Like selects come into training and they get like they might have a semio thing and they went to the current semio and the mm-hmm. current semio made them look like shit in front of the chief's mess. Yeah. And then it's yeah. another semio that wasn't the current semio that knew yeah, what the hell they was doing. Bodies them at training yeah. because they actually know yep. the book. Yeah. And you yeah. see their eyes <laughs> looking at the current semio like, damn, they ain't like, on the same what? page. <laughs> Right. So, really? yeah. So y'all yeah. need to go to the book and everything else. So that's my first point. And then my second point mm-hmm. is this. I I got everything I needed, everything that I needed out of my season. I got it right. The challenge that I needed, I got it. So for this, this my spin and it might sound fairy ish but do the season, uh, do it for yourself, you know, get the most that you could get out of it. Yeah. Um, I think that it tugs at what it needs to tug at for the people that it need to tug at it for. Um, I too have had, so, so me, for instance, I was like straight by the book and, and some other shit. And you know, a lot of people they don't know the book. So when you get up there and you buy the book, yeah, they're they yeah. going to be like, well, what if it ain't a book? <laughs> yeah. That's cause y'all don't know the damn right. shit, <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, right. so, but, so I was challenged there, like to think on my feet to make decisions that I might not see mm-hmm. in black and white. Those were some of the things that I got challenged with. In my season. So yeah, I always tell them that like you could get something out of it. But I, too, man, I had a select come to me this year, man. Like, hey, what yeah. what what am I supposed to get out of this? I had a select actually right. have that conversation with me like face to face. It's like, I don't think it's everything that yeah. I thought it would be. I'm like, man. I, and I don't blame them. And I don't I, I think I, this is where people get confused with me, because like I think they're they're like generally is value to the chief season because shared diversity is an important experience. Uh-huh. And like, and I think you can, I think you can do a lot and build a lot through that process. I just think it needs to be formalized because it doesn't have direction. A lot of the times, like it's, it's done haphazardly and without like clear and concise learning objectives a lot. Like people are just like rinsing and repeating what they've seen before. And it's like, yeah, but like, why are you doing it? Like explain it to me. Yeah. Because most people can't like, or they'll give you one of those like, like vague arbitrary answers about like learning how to ask for help or whatever. And it's like, how many times do we need to reinforce learning how to ask for help? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other shit that goes into this. Yeah. So like, I just, I don't think it's bad. I don't want to see it entirely deleted, but like it has to change. And I think that these conversations we're having with these selects are like kind of like the demand signal, I guess, like that this isn't working anymore. I don't know that it ever really worked in in the best possible way. But like like you're saying, like I got something out of my season. I didn't enjoy it when it, while it was happening. But I learned a lot and some of it was learning from a negative example and some of it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I think I was in a, a in a high performing mess. So like I got a pretty good experience, even though mo- like most of it was at sea. So that like they're more distracted than normal because we're out there operating this like special project submarine. It's a big deal that we don't screw that up. Yeah. So that's always going to come first. Right. But like, yeah, man, I got a, I got something out of it for sure. Um I just there's be I guess my biggest sticking point is like because we don't do enough leading up to that point, yeah. it's effectively all we have, right? So yeah. it's like it's so important to get as much like mileage out of that as we possibly can 
that I don't understand why we spend so much time doing just bullshit. Yeah. Like it doesn't because I mean, I was back. I was around and you probably were too. When we were doing fucking fundraising and all this. Yeah, other man. Shit. I, I was like, one of the last fundraisers, man. <laughs> And that was the whole yeah, season. And they were that was our whole season. Right? Oh, it's so you can get to know the Chiefs and shit. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's not. It's so you can have a dope khaki ball. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it was Don't lie to me. Yep. Like, yep. this is for fucking khaki ball. Shut yeah, up. Man. And, and, so, like, yep. Yeah, man. Somebody, yeah. Asked, what did somebody, somebody recently asked me something. I forgot what, I forgot what I was about to say about it. I know I, I got regrets. I got regrets, select regrets. And, yeah. and, and some of that had to do with going through the motions, trying to get the most of things and trying to, yeah. you know, do things like that. Same. It was something on, uh, something I was thinking about, but I mean, that's neither here nor there, but I, I think that just, just this whole idea right now and of anything that we doing as far as chief leadership and stuff like that, in my opinion, yeah. and based off things that I read is it's like, we get set somewhere with no fucking, tools and we got to just figure it out you know what i mean um yeah. and, and if yeah. we if we're not okay figuring it out then we not good like mm-hmm. chief, we not like good right. good chiefs you know what i'm saying it's like hey now nah, like like let me get some tools let me get th- these wrenches let me get yeah. this like like i can make this car work if you get uh, I, I see yeah. i see the frustration every day from even like jo's like it's like mm-hmm. man like they yeah. sent me here they got me doing this but i have no resources but I got to make right. this work. You know what I'm saying? I got to make this right. work. If I don't make it work, I'm going to shake yeah. it. You know, so it, it's... Right. I'm the shitbag. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's like... I remember what I was going to say. I remember what I was going to say. Sorry. I remember what I was going to say. So this I was going to say. A select asked me, they was like, hey, senior, uh-huh. um, how come sometimes it seemed unorganized? Right? There's a how come sometimes it seemed unorganized? I was like, because... I was like, because sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes it is, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not every not everybody show up to organizational meetings, man. And and, right. and I tell people, I'm like, you, you, you practically going into the mess, the the chiefs mess with the same people that you was in the first class mess with. It's the same people, yeah. it's the same humans. They got the right. same temperaments. Right. And and what I mean by that is when you get in there, it's gonna be alphas in that group. It's gonna mm-hmm. be people that don't want to do shit in that group. It's going to be people that's envious mm-hmm. in that group. It's the same group of people. It's no different. Yeah. It's the same you know? people with the same like interpersonal relationship yeah, same problems. Shit. Same shit. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I like. Does it sound like I'm frustrated? Go ahead. I was just going to say, it, it, does it sound like we hate the season? Because because I, I don't like that, <laughs> I. Well, and that's like what the what I'm struggling with yeah. is like. Because I'm not in it anymore and I don't get to see the positives as yeah. often. It's like I'm reliant upon memories and stuff. Yeah. So it's changing and it's a like little. They're there. It's just I hope it's changing. Yeah. Like and and I I just it's because the my inputs are primarily people interfacing with me through the podcast. I mean, I, some of these people are people I know in real life as well, but it's like yeah, man, I, I don't know. Like, I just it seems like it's getting worse, but I don't think it's the process is getting worse. I just think it's becoming less effective because of the the people that are now go, trying to go through it. Like, I just think it like the model doesn't work anymore. Yeah, man. And it's because these kids are smarter than us, but they're just it. They're just, they have different like a different level of need and understanding. And it's like a lot of these selects that I'm talking to already have a, a high level of competency when you're talking about like leadership development and like emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. a lot of these things like like talking to Desiree about uh, moral and I always forget the it's courage um, moral courage no 
humility, moral humility. Uh She she was talking about, I shared this Ted talk that she sent, she sent it to me. Um, and it was about moral humility and basically like the understanding that even though you're, you believe yourself to be a moral person and, and behave in a moral way based on that morality, you, there are circumstances that can lead to you doing something that is objectively immoral that you could, that you could analyze as like, that was a bad thing that I just did. Mm -hmm. And it had bad effect, like objectively bad effects on people. It doesn't make you a bad person so long as you're able to have the moral humility to like recognize that thing and then do something about it. Right. And so the guy was talking about all those things and like, and I've heard it articulated different ways in the past, but like the first time I've heard it talked about as like its own idea and with a name attached of moral humility, but like, just the fact that she's talking about that and has the like self-awareness to recognize. Cause she told me, she's like, Holy shit, I don't have moral humility. And it's like, yeah, but like the fact that you're even open to the idea of moral humility and Oh, by the way, we're able to like analyze yourself yeah. and be like, Oh shit, I need to work on this is like, like it's yeah. such a huge deal for your ability to function as a strong leader when you, you you get to pinning day. And it's like some of these people are so fucking far beyond any of like any of the people that I ever saw go through the season. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I saw some strong first classes get selected as chiefs that were really like high performing, really smart, already like leading better than some of the chiefs that I worked with. But like, it's not, e- it's not even just like that part of it. Cause those were like some of the, the people I'm thinking of. It was just like, they were just good people that like, I don't know, like learned from somewhere that this, this, this is how you treat people. This is how you like motivate people. And so they like, they just had kind of like some of the characteristics and they happened to like translate to leadership really well. Yeah. Just like the emotional intelligence. So like they were just good people that wanted to take care of their, their, underlings right it was like uh, like a couple of them were moms so i'm sure some of that was just from like being a mom mm-hmm. like these are my kids and so there was like a certain like certain things like that that i think just translated well but like it wasn't a high level of like academic competency like can like actually articulate and understand these like concepts and tools and now it's like there's a lot of a lot of the people that i have like the highest level like the highest reading level leadership conversations yeah. with our first classes. Yeah. Like almost all, honestly, yeah. like are the ones that are call, like calling me or emailing me or texting me about like books and articles and Ted talks and all this shit. It's like all first class hey, or bro, second class. You know, so I feel bad. Sometimes I feel bad for those people, man. You, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Out of, just yeah. like, I, I remember, uh, <laughs> I, we had, a, I had an EM three and, uh, you know, when she came into the Navy, I'm like, Hey, that's how you do PQS. I'm showing her like how many mm-hmm. weeks it take to get to PQS. I'm showing her alpha, bravo, yeah. delta, like all these, all the steps, like the exact right. process you do the hundreds first, boom, boom, boom. And then like one yeah. day, one day my EM two had an issue where he had to go humanitarian and something was wrong with his wife's mm-hmm. personal thing. So now my EM three, she was in the duty section and she had to get this call. <laughs> she had to quit yeah. get it and we, it was like we had like a 48 hour turnaround where it's like yo she got to be qualified or else his issue with the humanitarian <laughs> can't so now me and my right. devo now me and my devo is you know in the office with her and she like hey chief i you know i never thought and i might have talked about this before but she's like hey chief like i thought you said it was going to take three weeks and this and that and i had to just hit her with that yeah 
shit ain't shit ain't everything that you think it is. Like we got to get you yeah. called, you know. And 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 I, and I always feel, you know, and I always feel bad. And you know, and she she got the. It's like she kind of knew to watch and was ready for it. There's a couple things that she needed yeah, help with. Yeah, yeah. But I, I always feel for those people that expect like purity and then they get like smacked in the face with the. Nah, it's, yeah. just, it's not like that. It's a little, it's a little this fucked up. This is what up. it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, dude, I had that happen at the beginning of my like military career, basically. Like I had this real romanticized vision of what the military was going to be. Yeah. And like, I was ready for that. And I think I would have, like, I probably would have made a better Marine because I like, there's something about like the formality and the structure and the, and the very like, like the pride they have in being Marines that I think I would have fit better in that culture. Mm-hmm. But like when I, I remember being so disappointed when I like, I excelled in the training pipeline, like boot camp was a shock. So like I kind of flew under the radar in boot camp, but yeah. then a school sub school, I was like top of my class, honor grad, all that winning all the awards and shit. And it's cause I like, then they're treating it like, like that's my idea of what the military is. So like, I, it, it made sense to me. I, I understood where I had, like where the lines are and how I have to color inside of them. And like, and I could like, okay, I can do that. Like I can do exactly what you need me to. And I'll excel in all those areas. But then when you get to the fleet, it's just like, yeah, all that <laughs> shit you just learned, just like, just that's all gone now. Don't fucking call me petty officer. Don't yeah. shitmate me. Stop shining your boots. You're making us look bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. all like everything you just learned out the fucking window. Yeah, and it's the same with like the chief season. I feel like yeah, where it's like, I was talking to uh, Commodore um, Pittman about this the other day where it's like you get whiplash because we, you probably average about a decade going into making chief. Maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe it's 11 or 12 years, but like I'm probably about a decade. Yeah, right? yeah, so let's say we have this average 10 year period where the entire system, the enlisted career pass, the, board precepts and convening letters, the way we do evals and awards, everything. It's all built in this web, like structured around individual achievement. Like yes. How good are, are yeah. you at your job and all the tertiary jobs and quals and all that, but it's all individual achievement. And then the day you get selected for chief, like it's not about you anymore. Like yeah. fucking get rid of all, all that programming. We just built you up and like programmed you with all these things and reinforced all those things to condition you to understand that the organization values individual achievement. So I need to make myself the best individual performer that I can. And then as soon as they get selected, it's just that all gets data dumped. And I think that's where that like hard reset at the beginning of the season comes from is they're just like, what the fuck is this? Like you just spent (laughs) 10 years telling me to like get sailor of the year and qualify all these, Mm -hmm. do all this individual shit spent almost zero time talking about like being a good leader and taking care of my people. Like, do we like to see that at the chief sport? And like, you were just there. Like, so you can speak to this. I love seeing they were already acting as an LCPO or I love seeing bullets written as my sailors did all this amazing shit as a result of my leadership. But that's pretty rare. Like most of what you get is individual achievement. Like they just want you to know they're an LPO in charge of all these people. And oh, by the way, I did all this other cool shit. Mm-hmm. Promote me now. And it, and then you get those strong, like you can't ignore the EPs and the rankings and all that other stuff. So that's what gets them promoted. And if you think about it, we're promoting people to leadership positions based on criteria that have nothing to do with leadership. And like, is there like some like bleed over? Sure. Like, you, you know, like you're managing people and schedules and doing some stuff if you're an LPO, but like mo- all the things we're, we're evaluating them on more or less 
is individual achievement. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I'm looking at all those individual metrics to promote you into a position where you're not concerned about your own individual metrics anymore. You're concerned about the performance of a group of people. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just, it doesn't make any fucking sense, man. And you get the hard reset and the confusion and the like, just, I don't know the madness that is the chief season. And that's why one of the other reasons why I think it's extremely unproductive is because of how we've structured it. You think and it's like, but like you could go ahead. You think that issue is system based or culture based? Both. Um, I think the system drives the culture in a lot of ways, but like, I think like, so we, we have built the culture around that type of individual achievement mm-hmm. and also then subsequently built for whatever inane reason, the culture of the chiefs mess around the shock and awe whiplash st- type function that like I just talked about. So like, but I think it's Paul Kingsbury talks about this all the time. And I, th- I think he's very correct about it, even though there are some cultural things that won't change when you, f- if you were to fix these things, there's just cultural things that need to change because the Mick Pond and the CNO are getting on the right page and then championing those things and like putting things in place to make the culture shift, like to force the function of instead of, cause like my issue with all his memos are like, you wrote a one page memo on it. Neat. Then what, like, how are you going to enforce this? How are you going to make people accountable to like making what a chief is match with what you're communicating are your priorities and what we should be doing and all those things. But like, as far as like the ECPs, the board precepts and convening letters, all those things, if they like Admiral Richardson was talking about deleting collateral duties because they were a time suck and a lot of them were pointless and we don't want promotion based on that. Yeah. But then he didn't fucking do anything. So it's like if you don't change the enlisted career path and you don't change the board precepts and convening letter to reflect what we are actually promoting on, like that drives behavior. That's what Paul's always talking about. Like he's like, it's cool. You're saying all these things like the Mick Pons memos. There, there's some good stuff in there. Like I'm critical of them for a lot of reasons, but his priorities are objectively good. Um, but yeah, man, like if you don't fix the the system effect, like essentially like because even our eval system, I think, is a big part of it, too. It's like you can't say like I can't say that during this one year evaluation period, or I I mean, I really think it should be broken up into smaller chunks, but like the, if I am evaluating on you, you on this year, this year's performance, I can't say it was worse than last year's performance or I'll wreck your career for five years. Like I can't be critical, but then still give you a rating of like 4.0 or four something and and an MP and a good, and a decent ranking. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I'm not allowed to be critical. I either have to say like nice things, more nice things or really nice things. So it's like, it's fucking ridiculous. And so you can't, how am I supposed to communicate to a selection board? Who's ready to promote the chief and who's not. So then we create all these read between lines, like all this bullshit, like about like cryptic communication of the board based on how we write the block 43. And it's like, so the, the eval systems broken, the ECP and the, and the, precepts and convening letters broken. I don't think the selection board happens the way it's supposed to. So it's like, you got all these things, but like the, the thing that people have the most access to are those like governing documents to say, okay, like if I'm a go-getter, I'm going to go seek these things out and be like, okay, how do I get promoted? And so there's the advancement manual that explains how all that works. So they can like 
hack the the advancement exams, yeah. get good evals, and then study because you you know you don't have to get all the answers right. You just have to be the smartest dumb kid in the room. Yep. So because it's all graded on a curve, so you can get eighty points for an advancement exam without answering everything correctly. And I did it twice, so like it's not impossible. Yeah. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So it's like the you get to that point and then to make chief, they start early. A lot of them, like when they're second classes or young first classes, they're are looking ahead to like, okay, what do I have to do to make chief? So they're qualifying all the things, picking up the collateral duties, doing all that crap because that's what the documents say. So the system is telling me these are the boxes you need to check mm-hmm. to get to where you want to be. Like no ifs, ands or buts. Like, and we, we say that at the selection board, like if you go to like a, a eight and nine board for CSSs. If you're not qualified diving off the watch, you will not make senior chief. So it's like, what does fucking diving off the watch have to do with me being a senior chief? Yeah. The system decided that <laughs> you know, like a prerequisite for being a cob is being a senior chief. The normal career progression for a chief on a submarine, like your senior chief slash master chief tour is as a cob. So it's like, why would I make you a senior chief if you're not going to be a cob? But you have to be qualified dive and you have to be a senior chief to be a cob. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, that's logical. Like we your next step is being a cob. So we're not going to make you a senior chief and pay you to be a senior chief until you're meeting those prereqs and trending towards being a cob. And so it's like, but, but what does that have to do with my ability to function as a senior chief in rate, which is really what you're promoting? Like the quotas aren't coming from like fucking <laughs> how many yeah. cobs we need. You know what I mean? Like it's so it's. The whole system is broken in a way that I think is is at a system level. Like I think it's that's, yeah, that's just something that part. yeah, there's a there's something that like I, I think that a big part of it is that, and mm-hmm. that's probably the primary driver of a lot of that behavior and culture. I don't think fixing that would fix everything, but I think it'd be a giant leap in the right direction. Yeah, man, I don't think we should be about. Personally, right? I don't think we should be evaluated against our peers, man. I think like, the evaluation should be like, yeah. like my wife's evaluate. My wife get evaluations, but mm-hmm. they're her evaluations. She's not like evaluated right. and ranked against other people. She's just kind of evaluated right. off of her performance that she did that year, you know. And and, and like, what's up? I'm evaluated against my peers as a chief though so that because that's what i've always said to people about like how i was promoted yeah because like i never got an ep on a submarine Mm -hmm. ever like and it's because i was a cook objectively like there were a couple of times where i should have one of them was like it wasn't even close like i was the ep you could ask people that didn't fucking like me and they would have told you i was the ep yeah so it's like and i still got an mp because i was the cook chief and it's like but Cause, and this is the the pr- only reason I didn't freak out in the eval debrief and tell them they're all pieces of shit and I was filing a grievance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, one, <laughs> all I'm going to do is create a hostile work environment. But two, at the selection board, if I'm not getting a fucking EP on a submarine for all the shit I was doing, mm-hmm. neither are anyone else. Like this, the people I'm competing against are from the same demographic. Like they're cooks. I'm not competing against all those people that I'm actually ranked against. That's where like people's minds get twisted up about it. Like you're ranked against your peers. So you want to be the number one EP. I'm like, I mean, sure. Kind of, but I'm not compared to those same people I'm ranked against at the selection board. They don't get to see the whole peer group. They just see me. So if everybody's else, everybody else's eval is a strong MP, then my number one MP, he'd be an EP if we had more things and all that. And, and then all the meat in the in the write-up and stuff. 
I'm effectively the number one EP. You know what I mean? Like if I, when you, when you're comparing me to the competitive group I'm promoting from within, that's what really matters. So it's like, and you can't really like look that up anywhere, but like I can get a pretty good feel for it. Just being in the community for as long as I have. And it's like, I know, like, I mean, it's probably happened once or twice, but like, could she sink any EPs on submarines? So it's just like, I don't need an EP at the selection board because I basically got a cook EP because I can't get, I can't get over the hump just because they think my job's a joke. Yeah. And then it's lunchtime. And then to speak on what you spoke to earlier, I just, Mm -hmm. I'm brand new to a command. Right. And I'm day one, I started chiefing. You know what I mean? Like whatever it yeah. is. I feel right. I feel weird saying chiefing with this Navy hat. Like, like yeah. hey, if, hey, for the listeners. <laughs> you are <laughs> you are who you are right, right now. You got the shirt and the hat. Like, but so so uh so so that like day one, like I'm doing chief shit, right? Leading sellers, trying to inspire mm-hmm. inspirational leadership, the right. shit that I choose to do. Um, I'm about two months on board now, and now I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit. Like I also have all of these boxes that I need to fill just to like mm-hmm. be some shit on the ship. Like I can't just chief, like I can't just be a senior chief. I can't just inspire yeah. my sellers. I can't just run like, you know, so, so, so that point you speaking on, it is all these other yeah. like obligations that like, okay, I have to get right. this qual. I got to get in like yeah. some yeah. watch standard qual. I got to get this and, and, and right. all of it. Cause like the first thing I figure like I need to do is lead my sellers. Like that's when I look and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. My sellers need this. Yeah. Like I need to bring this to the table. They inject this into the spirit and the heart of my division or whatever like that. But eventually yeah. it's like, oh shit, I got to like slow down get with this because I got to go get yeah, qualified yeah. and shit that like, right. I, like, and, and I always say this, so it's not like a new thing, but I got to go get qualified and shit that honestly, like for my personal self, don't interest me anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. personally, like none yeah. of these quals, I think we talked about it when I was on um what you wanted other times, but Personally, like not too many of these quals interest me any as much as right, the sellers, right. as much as like leading the sellers do. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's it's a part of the game. You know what I mean? If I go to another yeah. command, if I go to another command, it's the same thing. So like when you were saying, like, mm-hmm. damn, you need this qual to make senior chief yeah. to go lead people. You know what I mean? My primary job now yeah. is my primary job, even my billet now, I'm on a carrier. I got a chief that's mm-hmm. that's like the production person. So I'm literally the yeah. departmental, I mean the divisional leading chief. So my job is to lead sellers. But oh shit, no, I still I gotta go get these QA calls. I gotta go yeah. get I still yeah. got all this other stuff to do. You know, it's that it's a cycle, man. Continuous. Yeah. Yeah. And I and that's the thing that like I don't I don't know how you fix it entirely. Like I think there's a lot of stuff that you could remove. Um, and I'm a big fan of the, like, I know the Marine Corps does it this way. I think army and air force and probably space force as a result, do it this way, but where they, there's a fork in the road at like the E seven level, I think, where you either go technical expertise or leadership. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I army for so sure. like you go like the first sergeant route or you go like the regular, like I'm going to stay in the technical realm and, and promote that way. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't understand why we don't do that as well. Um, I know like there, it wouldn't be applicable at certain levels, like cause submarines are small. So you're not going to have multiple chiefs in a division. So like, cause you're not going to have like a production chief and a, and a leadership chief in a division of seven people. Like it doesn't, that's effectively like an LPO and a chief on a, on a submarine. Yeah. But then like they could do it at the department chief level 
but the department being a department chief on a submarine is like a collateral duty for most people, except for the the nuke. Uh, they call it the engineering department master chief, even though they're usually senior chiefs. It's like uh, they're like have a defined role and it's just as a department chief, but their department is like half the submarine crew. So it's like, yeah. it's like, it's a big job. Like they have LCPOs, the divisions, and then they have the EDMC, but it's like the EDMC is like, you're, I mean, it's a lot. So yeah. they're kind of like the SEL of the engine, the engine room, but it, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Like there's, there's something to be said for that fork in the road yeah. and the value that it could add by, like you'd need more people for sure, which, you know, I know they're not a fan of cause it costs money, but, um, I had to accomplish it with some with a redefinition of roles and stuff. But. Yeah. I had a civilian on my, on my last episode. It's not out yet actually, but, uh, he was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. He was in the Navy retired mm-hmm. and he said his yeah. evaluations now are based off of goals that he set. So he sets the goal in the beginning of the year. And then at the end of the year, he's evaluated by if he hit okay. the wickets that he wanted to hit, and, and setting that goal. Okay. I like that. You know what I mean? Uh, um, I, I don't, do too. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if the Navy could do it. Like we wouldn't do it. Seriously, but let's say it, it was a pool, yeah. a pool of goals and objectives, like fucking 12 that you could yeah. pick from and you pick five of them or whatever. All right. I these, right. like, I want to do cellarization. My focus is going to be cellarization. My focus is going to be hard. Boom, boom, boom. And then at the end of the year, like, would you, how'd you do? How'd you do in hit knees or whatever? Yeah. But, you know, that's that's I think it could be a really cool way to do like midterms yeah. instead of doing like the three up, three down kind of thing. Do like, hey, this is how I evaluate you. And like, let's set some goals for the end of the year when we're doing your eval debrief and like see what you can accomplish in this time, blah, blah, blah. But like it would all be oriented around like because because those sailors aren't going to lose sight of like, what do I got to do to promote? So like it's neat <laughs> that you want me to work on my communication skills, but like. Yeah what do I need to promote? <laughs> like, I got to get this qual. I got to do this collateral. I got to do whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah, man, I think like <sighs> there's a lot of stuff I think could fix this problem. Like I was just talking to somebody the other day about um, the hellscape that is Manning and retention right now. And just crazy, like man. how, yeah, well, and I, I was telling them, I'm like, dude, I bet you, I kind of called this, like kind of, I don't have proof that this is why it is where it is right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of other factors probably, but I called it when I was an A school instructor and they came out with the blended retirement system. I'm like, this is a fucking terrible idea. Not like if they would have left it elective, like you can, either, you can pick one or the mm-hmm. other. I think it would have been f- probably fine, but you maybe not it probably would have still had a a negative effect just not as big of one but they effectively incentivize getting the fuck out of the navy and not just by that right because like if post 9-11 gi bill had been around when i was done with my first shore duty i would have never stayed i'd have been running for the hills like give me that money i'm out yeah like but i couldn't that wasn't real so i couldn't afford the school i wanted to go to and some other personal shit happened and i ended up staying in but it uh they by the post 9-11 GI Bill, they gave you a huge incentive to get out of the Navy. But then it got even better when they're like, oh, well, if you don't want to stay till 20, it's like they didn't. It's like they were trying to get people to not stay for a full career because then they're like, oh, well, you can just leave before then and you'll leave with a certain uh, like retirement benefits up to that point, essentially, like yeah. you're going to have this like TSP matching system or whatever it is. 
And so you're going to walk away with like something going forward that you can build on for retirement. So these kids are like, wait a minute, hang on. You're going to like prorate my pension so I can get out at four or seven years or whatever. And I'm going to have like seven years worth of a pension plan and the post 9-11 GI Bill. And if you're real savvy and you get 30% disabled or better, you can do the chapter 31 benefits for vocational rehab through the VA, which is a second, essentially a second, slightly better post 9-11 GI Bill. Yeah. So like, and you're getting VA compensation for whatever your disability rating is. So it's just like, why would anybody stay in? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when it's as hard as it is right now. And so I like called it, I was just like, this is a terrible plan because if there's no incentive to stay till 20 anymore, you're just all these people that, that would have been like, well, I'm halfway there. All those people are like, nah, fuck it. I'm out. Like I got this blended retirement shit. I got post 9-11 GI bill. I got whatever I saved up to this point. Yeah. The college degree you paid for with Navy cool or yeah, whatever like, with uh, tuition assistance. Already finished like, school. Like I'm already finished. Bro. Like, I yeah. There's it. like yeah. chiefs out there with yeah. PhDs and shit. Yeah, like, like, and you know, like, and there's a lot of other people like one of my old A school students, she got her bachelor's degree while she was at sea. Like she was, I mean, they were in shipyard for a while and stuff, but I seen her get her bachelor's degree and she's still going to school. I think she's on short duty right now. I'm pretty, she's like trying to get her PhD in Chuck Deuces and it's like at like 10 years. Yeah. So it's just like, I, how do you, and how, how could you keep them around unless they're like the, the, the mind, very small minority that's just like bought into the idea of like doing something like serving their country and like yeah. doing something greater than themselves or whatever. It's like, yeah, man. Like, and, and it's compounded by the fact. So I think that was a huge factor in us getting to this point. I, I do think there were others, but now that we're here and it's so much worse for everybody yeah. because the Manning sucks and the retention sucks, it's just going to compound because now it's like they have all these incentives to leave and it sucks so bad quality of life wise mm-hmm. that they're just like, yeah, everybody's running for the hills, man. Yeah, man. And it, it just nuts. don't, ain't no, it ain't too many people making it look good, man. And, and cool, man. Yeah. It don't, it don't look cool, man. And that's, and that's kind of <laughs> like what I think about more than anything else, you know, cause you got yeah. this. Like, you know, if people want to be an athlete, for instance, they got Steph Curry, they got LeBron, a basketball player, yeah. they got Steph Curry, they got LeBron, they got people that Michael Jordan, like he made it look cool. Kobe mm-hmm. made it look cool. You know, when, yeah. like it's not too many junior sellers. It's not too many junior enlisted sellers like, man, like I want to be a right. chief, like the chiefs right. out there making it. It was a time, <laughs> you know, it was a time where the chiefs. Yeah, That's cool. Like, like, you know, people like, man, yeah, I aspire to be a chief, you know, and, and we need more people like to do mm-hmm. that especially now it's like all right you got to change a little bit because that generation is it's a it's mm-hmm. a new group of people like we got to be a little bit more transparent we got to talk more we got to be open more. Right. we got show right. our show our personality a little bit more like than back in yeah. the day where people like i never even saw my chief you know what i'm saying like it's a different time yeah but it's like it ain't too many people that care enough to make this thing look good man we always like whenever i see us on like navy times or something like we do something stupid man <laughs> like like we just stole from uh, the exchange uh, you know what i mean like we yeah like, I just got my um my barracks were respected. You know what I mean? Like like I just got my barracks. <laughs> I, 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 she wrote a note about how good it is. You know, like she like and, yeah. and I talked to the other uh one of the junior sellers who work here, and, yeah. and it, it's a small thing and it sounds petty. I talked to one of the junior sellers mm-hmm. who worked here the last time we did inspections. She was like, "Hey, senior, I walked your room." And I'm like, "Yeah." She was like, "Yeah, it smell <laughs> it smell real good." 
And it was very <laughs> fucking impressive. And she was like, the thing is, you look like, like your room would smell very good. You're bro, a very, you're very well put this together, shit, man. This shit smells great, bro. But so look, Plus with all that hoo in the room, how could it not smell great? <laughs> yeah, I got pride gear all in the closet, man. Hey, for the listeners, y'all got to fold it like boot camp bro, and shit. Bro, like a little, <laughs> it's boot camp, bro. I didn't put boot. Yeah, it's boot camp folded. And I put boot camp folds on my, on my, um, on your bed, on my bed. <laughs> Like, but but this is my thing, I right? I bet you that shit's floating around TikTok somewhere. Those kids were in there inspecting your room, Bro, taking all so look, pictures. It, and shit. My, one of my fucking first classes came and did an inspection. But but this is my thing. If y'all gonna fucking look at my room, I don't right, right. I don't want no issues with be, y'all. Yeah. This shit. So mm-hmm. so when I run into the when I run into the young lady and we we walk the room, she's like, yeah, I looked at you. She's like, it smelled good when I walked in. Everything. Um, seeing. She was like, the thing is, a lot of the RAs rooms are fucked up. So she was like, I oh, bet God. she had bet my first class that my room was not going to be good. They bet. He, he was like, damn. Oh, wow. Because he was Are fuck- you kidding me? Look yeah. at that mustache. He, of course it's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, bro. Look at how clean it's lined. <laughs> Ready to go. You think it's loose? <laughs> so, but he was fucked up because he got my room. This is one of my first classes. He's like, man, yeah. that's my, he's like, that's my senior chief or whatever. She's yeah. like, she was like, it is what it is. Like, we got to go inspect his yeah, room. Yeah. She's like, I bet you was messed yeah. up. He already, I bet it's messed up. He <laughs> said, see, I walked in there. It was crazy. I was like, hey, it is what it is, man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And that's the, I mean, and that's, that's where I'm at in life right now. Geo batch. Yeah. <laughs> Living in the barracks, you know? <laughs> so she came in, yeah. they, you know, they saw mics and stuff. He was like, ah, yeah, you know, my senior chief, man, he got like a podcast and stuff. He kind of famous. <laughs> I was like, I'm not famous. Don't, don't do that. So now, yeah, famous. I try to keep a low pro, bro. I try to, you know, I go in the, now and I go in, she's like, uh, hey, senior, like in front of the, the, the young sellers, man, they don't care. We'll be on that podcast. Yeah, she's like, I saw, I, I, I subscribed to your YouTube. I was like, I was like, oh, I, God. I, I, I got you, you know, but. But that's the thing, bro. We 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 not setting the example, bro. Like they supposed to yeah, walk in my yeah. fucking room. I'm a RA, I'm a senior chief. Yeah. They supposed to walk in my barracks room. It's supposed to be military creases in my rack. It's supposed to smell good. My rack on my ship is supposed to look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what they do mm. with us. That's what they do with chiefs. They looking yeah. at what we doing and they like, man, chief doing that shit. And yeah, I could do that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's my whole thing. And yep. then it's like, all right, I still gotta be me. Right. So I still got to be me. So that's the mm-hmm. whole thing. And living in this barracks, yeah. living in this barracks, open my eyes to what these young sellers are fucking dealing with, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't have a kitchen. I ain't got a fucking kitchen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we got like the barracks bill of rights. You know, I know you probably saw it. You, you, you hip to yeah, a lot yeah. of that shit. But like, I mean, I came in here, man. These barracks were dirty when I moved in. I had to like scrub, yeah. get hair out of shit, get dishes out of shit. They go, oh, yeah, it was a, it was a second class in there before you. <laughs> oh, that's why I was fucked up. Like, like oh, nobody yeah, came in between a, yeah. that. You know what I mean? So right, right. Yeah, life is you know just just talking about like you know just like shifting gears, just talking about like trying to lead, you know, trying to be a leader in a dynamic in this dynamic environment that the Navy is right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So Monday morning, I get to work. To find out that a seller that was in my division about a month before I got there died in a car accident, mm-hmm. right? So, okay. so it's like, all right, so now I got to navigate a space where most of the people in my division right now are friends with this seller that I never had a chance to meet, mm-hmm. right? So, right. It, so the week started out, that was Monday morning before quarters, right? So yeah. it's like, all right, how are yeah. we going to execute quarters now? We got two sellers that right. were like really good friends of his that we need to get this mm-hmm. information on. Now, now this this seller's funeral is Friday. So that's a Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. 
let's figure out what we got to do as a carrier. So we got IET release. We got people that want to go to funerals. We got, you know, just all this stuff going on that remember when I was on shore duty, I wasn't getting none of that, none of that action, you know? So at the same time that that's going on, I got a wife at home because I'm geo batching. I got a wife Mm -hmm. at home that's pregnant, high risk pregnancy. You know, I just told her I can't go see her this weekend. Like, hey, hey, baby, I'm not going to travel. I'm Monday morning, like, Finding out about the seller who died, well, this, you know, he got out. But finding out about him, I was exhausted. I had just drove from um, D.C. to Norfolk at two. I missed the I missed the uh, chief select PT that was at five because I drove from uh, D.C. to Norfolk and I wanted to get an hour of sleep. So I got I got back to Mm -hmm. the ship at like five and like took a nap until six. Then I found out that, you know, the seller passed, you know. But then it's like we still got to inspire. Mm-hmm. We still got to lead. We still got to put our best foot forward, man. It's it's just a dynamic. And I say all that because it's just a dynamic space that we in right. That's a lot of stuff, man. You know? It- yeah. And I mean, the 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 point you're making, it's like. I like I don't doubt you navigated that definitely, but like the. That's because you're you, though. You know what I mean? Like, that was something that the, the criticism I had of the, the McPond memos. That's like, what I was the, getting. The, yep. You're the first mental health. Yeah, yeah that's what I was the first to. mental health tech or whatever. It's like at no point where you and this isn't even like a mental health thing. This is like an, an accident happened. I, I assume I don't know all the details, but like yeah, it presumably it was just an accident, like a car accident happened and he passed away or she passed away. It was a him. It was and a it's guy. like. Okay, so like he so he passed away in a car accident that was just an accident, but it's like, okay, so how how are you supposed to deal with that as the leader of that group of people? Like, how are you supposed to navigate that dynamic? Like you didn't even know the kid, but you obviously know enough with life experience and just general knowledge of like that being a traumatic event for the people that were close to him. It's going to like people are going to be down, not focus on work necessarily. People are going to need time off, all that kind of stuff. But like. When you're talking about specifically that point that I think Tony was trying to make with that that ridiculous fucking statement was like, wh- at what point was I ever taught any of the, this stuff? Like, at what point did I become a qualified mental health technician? Mm-hmm. Like, or even like informally prepared to just deal with the interpersonal like dynamics of that group being in the place that it, it is be losing somebody that they were close to. It's like. I, that's not me. I don't know how to fucking do that. Like, yeah. and I mean, I'm learning it now because I'm studying psychology and I did this. Um, I became a certified peer counselor recently because I'm trying to work at the VA and it's like a, it's like a thing where you're kind of like a liaison between the person in care and the care team, even though you're technically part of the care team too. Like, um, but like at the VA, the function would be, uh, most of the providers aren't veterans. And so like the veterans that go there for counseling, have a hard time connecting and so they hire veteran peer counselors to like bridge that gap and do other things but like um but yeah i mean i'm like kind of immersing myself in that realm but like i still don't i'm like i still don't feel qualified to like (laughs) counsel people you know like and and it's because i'm not you know like the peer counselor thing that's what they call it but it's like you're really like just uh uh support Mm -hmm. you know like you're just a person that's there to support them through the experience that you've already gone through because like one of the prerequisites is you have to have been in some like mental health care for a year Mm. so that you understand the experience and stuff so like yeah it's it's i'm just helping steward them through the process and you like one of the things they talk about is like inspiring uh like hope and uh i forget what the other word is 
it's like hope and something else about basically just demonstrating to them that like you can't like there's a path to being a a stable, productive, contributing member of society, whatever that looks like to you. You know what I mean? Like you can actually do all those things that you don't think you can do, or you can be in a better place than you're in right now, whatever that looks like for you kind of thing. And you're just kind of like helping steward them towards whatever that is for them. But like, even like, okay, so there's that, I have that. And it's like, yeah. that wouldn't prepare me to deal with the situation you just described. So like, that's the the huge gripe I have with that. I'm interested to hear what you thought about it too, man. But like, cause you probably heard my rant on it, but like, yeah, I did. I, listened I just to thought it. that shit was super irresponsible. You know, I listened to it. I listened to you talk about it, man. When I was, I was at Chick-fil-A, <laughs> man, you know, Hey, so to, <laughs> for, for your listeners get Delicious. the exclusive, man. Right now I'm, 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 I'm no longer pescatarian. You know what I mean? <laughs> for the, for the, uh, don't give up the shit. I didn't even know you were exclusive. pescatarian. Yeah, I, I was pescatarian for a little bit, but uh, when I went over to yeah. do the chief, when I went to do the chief, Chief boards, it changed me. You there know, you go. some beef and this barbecue, will be a right? real breaking. Oh, it yeah. didn't change shit. It's just because yeah. there's a Chick Fil A yeah. five seconds yeah. outside yeah. the gate. No, because but, I went there for breakfast a couple of times. Nah, well, I, I ate ribs. I was eating ribs. You know, like all that shit that they got. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was ribs. Well, you were able to go to like what? What's close? Is it Memphis? We went, I went to Memphis for like four it days because it was a blackout. Yeah. So. I, Oh, okay. Yeah. They wouldn't let us go because it was like so close to COVID still. They were like, you're, you have to stay within like five miles of base or some bullshit. Yeah. It was a blackout in Millington for like four days. We ain't had power. So like, oh, no way. Yeah. So so you just got like a four day vacation in the middle. I mean, I wouldn't call it a fucking vacation, but if that's what you want. Uh, Well, yeah, it was the first day, bro. The first day, like, like the day that we, (laughs) the day of arrival, that Sunday before the Monday. Oh, wow. It was a blackout and like we didn't have power for like fucking 12 hours um, in Millington. Wow. We didn't have power overnight, like woke up. I wake up early. So I caught, yeah. the, I caught the hot shower. Other people might have caught the cold yeah. one. And then we waited to like 1400 to finally found, find out like what the Navy like had for us to do. And that was pretty much go out on your own and go find a hotel, figure it the fuck out. Y'all chief. <laughs> like that, that's really what it was. <laughs> you got a government credit card, yeah, right? Yo, grab a, like I said, grab a <laughs> wrench, figure it the fuck out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's kind of what happened, but back to, you know, back to what you uh, were saying about the McPond statement, but I do, I do want to, yeah. I, I, I got to tie in the other part of it too. Cause so with the seller who passed, right. It's, it's, yeah. it's multiple levels of leadership that you got to do, right? You got to communicate, right? right? You got to communicate this now. And this got to mm-hmm. go up to my CEO. This got to go up to my chain of command. So that's the level mm-hmm. of leadership. You got the emotional level of leadership because you're dealing with your sellers, right? Then you got to lead your sellers. You got to figure out like yeah. that. That It became like at one point it became everybody that's going to the funeral. Come to my office right now. Let's do leave because the land is down on my ship, too. You know, so it's just a couple spots that we got drops. So it's like, all right, of course, it yeah, is. all of y'all come to the office. Let's figure this out. Let's put all of y'all on mm-hmm. leave. I need, and then it's like, I need, you know, my EDMC. He like, hey, I need all them leave chips by the end of the day. So I'm like, all right, give me them leave chips mm-hmm. by ten. You know, you tell me end of the day, I got you by lunch. Give me those. Get, well, he's like, you know, IT requests and all that stuff. So it's like, let's get all this stuff yeah. done right now, done. So now I got to lead in that regard. So now, even though it's like uh-huh. this emotional moment. For the sellers, it's also this moment that I got to be firm enough to know, hey, get this shit in by 10 so y'all could be good right, to go. Right. And I'm, I'm looking out for y'all. And it was a moment where we were trying to get them on no cost TED orders, but that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, then same time we doing a, a 80 10 drill. We, we getting ready for the chapter 12 drill on a ship, you know, uh, based everything based off the BHR. So when I read right. when I read those letters, any of them, right? 
like ones that say like, you know, you got to know what your seller spouse is doing even after hours and stuff yeah. like that. So when I read stuff Kinda like know that, everything about everyone all the time. Yeah. And, and, and you were saying something about like crash dummy. <laughs> you, you, you were saying and you didn't say these words, yeah. but you were saying something about like and my, the way I kind of translate it is like crash dummies. That's me, man. Like yeah. I'm the dude that's going to take the GPS across the fucking river because like into the water because the GPS said that this is the way to go. Like I saw that. I saw that on the office before. It is like, no, we following the yeah, fucking GPS. Yeah, yeah. And they just rolled into the river. Yeah. That's, Told me to turn left here. <laughs> yeah, that that's me, bro. I'm on the front lines, man. Yeah. So when, so when you tell me something, but so yeah, it when in that letter that you read about mental health, and Ooh. and I heard it on actually uh, Fleet to Korzik said it on the Caesar Triumph mm-hmm. podcast. He said something in along those lines too. And when he said it, right. I was when he it, it was along those lines, and you had to hear that. You had to listen to the episode again. But when he said it, I was like, man, I, I never looked at it like that. So when he said it, I was like, I never looked at it like that. Then when I read it uh, in, in the recent letters, I was like, man, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not qualified for that. Like, I, I can't make right. And my wife, my wife works in mental health, you know? And yeah. So and I think when they, and, and I think sometime when these statements come, they like heavy handed. Like, it's like, I don't think they. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like sometime when Kanye say something and it's like. Like, yo, Kanye, like, can you say more of what you meant from that? Like, you might need, right. like, you might need like a 20 minute explanation for that. You just said a blanket statement. Like, give me more of what right, you meant right. so I can make sense of what you sense of what you said. So when I yeah. listened to what you talked about, I felt like you were more so saying, hey, we need better. You know, you could tell me I'm wrong, but I felt like you were more so saying, like, we need better responsibility in the words that we using because these words have yeah, meaning was- and power. Yeah, that was most yeah. of it. it. It's not because I, I think and I think to if I recall correctly to Korzik said it's something to the effect of like um, not everything's a mental health issue and we need to be better about having those knee to knee conversations or whatever. I don't think I think to Korzik got a lot closer to what I think they're actually trying to communicate. They're just doing a horrific fucking job of it is. Yeah. The they want their chiefs to be more interactive. Do like they use the intrusive leadership term, which I think is fucking stupid, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like what they're they're just saying, like you, like you should be able. And and I still take umbrage with this because they're not we're not provided the training to do this effectively. And I think they underestimate the the necessity of that training and education, like need i think they just assume everybody has this like baseline level of emotional intelligence and they can just like read people enough to notice when somebody that you see most days is is looking off and you're gonna like intervene and ask them if they're okay and really mean that shit yeah it's like no that's not a thing that everybody just has by default you know it's not part of everybody's software and Mm -hmm. so it's like you got to teach that shit and so i still take an issue with this concept generally it's just less less of an issue when it's expressed as no, you just have to have, you need to be the one that like, if you recognize a sailor that looks down in the dumps that you intervene, ask that question. Or if you hear something troubling that you go find that sailor and say, Hey, come on, like what's going on? Yeah. Like, tell me what's and, and more importantly, I would say that you take the time to like authentically communicate to them and build trust so that they will be willing to have that conversation with you in the first place. Cause I could, have all the training in the world, I could be able to recognize that that sailor looks like they're in distress or they're overly stressed out or tired or something's going on. Or I hear from someone else that there's a problem or a sailor that's concerned comes to me and says, Hey, I think the sailor's like in trouble. But then I have to like 
I have to be able to go to them and have that trust for them to even tell me anything. Yeah. Right. And so it's like there's all this shit like that is unspoken in these comments where, oh, you just need to have these need any yeah. conversations. It's like, no, no, that's that's not what this is. It's not that simple. And you should fucking know better. And that's why I think those statements are so irresponsible. But to compound the casualty, this fucking genius wrote down that you're like use those words that like the first mental health tech. And it's like you can't say shit like that. You just can't. Because like you were just saying, there are plenty of people in these positions that don't have the level of competence that even you do. Mm-hmm. And even you're saying, like, I might be at risk of doing this. But like the baseline average chief does not have the level of competence to do that effectively or to read between the lines. Like when you say, oh, the first mental health technician that a sailor encounters is their chief, that there's some fucking chief out there that's going to take that all yeah. the way to the dark side of the they moon. They're going to drive off like, the river. And just, they just drive right off the right. river. And then there's there's a big group that's probably going to uh, maybe not like drive off the cliff, but they're going to they're gonna interpret that as, oh, he, what he's saying is I need to tell these sailors to like start toughening up and fighting hurt. Like not everything's a mental health issue, pansy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's not the fucking answer either. Because then you're going to get more Brandon Caceres. You're going to get more sailors that are are going to just decide that the only option is taking their own life. Yeah. And they could have there could have been an intervention. But the fucking Mick Pond put a statement out that effectively discourages enlisted leadership from from referring people to mental health. And it's like. I'm not. I understand there. There is a problem. Yeah, that's what I was about with, to. Yeah, so look, that's what I was about yeah. to get at. Like the heaviness of the the heaviness of the era is that the reason why the statement is made is because it's warranted, right? But not that statement right. is warranted. Like exactly because right now we got yeah. we got like and this the, the I ain't never been pissed. I had to do anything, but we got this thing called human fact <laughs> human factors, right? So I got to do human factors okay. with my sellers where I have to. What sit, is that? So I have to sit down with my sellers and figure out like uh, their stress levels, like what got them here, what got them there, what got them there. I already know my seller's stress levels, like. Like, but, but yeah. it's like, so then when I do it, oh, but they, they created like an artificial metric of thou shalt check these boxes and decide what a sailor's stress level yeah, is like, or whatever. Yeah. Like, Hey, here's uh, your assignment to be a fucking senior chief. Like, uh, and this is due, you know what I mean? And I love like, for instance, like, Hey, shout out to my EDMC. Cause he, li- <laughs> he listened to your podcast and my podcast and, and, oh, yeah. and I'm What's a, up, EDMC? <laughs> and I'm a dude, I'm a dude, do the work because I've been assigned it, you yeah. know, and he probably on the same page as me with it, but it's like the, auda- uh-huh. the very audacity that this is a thing that chiefs have to do to me shows that like, it's somewhere we lacking in the fact that we not fucking doing it. Yeah. Well, dude, let me tell, like, I don't, to be fair and stop me if if you think that this analysis is off base, because I don't actually I'm going to look it up. I wrote it down like I don't know anything about this human factors program. Uh-huh. But what it sounds like is and this is just all this is, is a very good illustration of the organism that is big Navy having no fucking idea what the problem is. They just don't understand the assignment. So. They want you to, to, they're worried about suicidal ideations and attempts and, and completions. They're worried about acute mental health issues running rampant, not having enough mental health resources, like attrition, retention, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. It's all like circling in this perfect storm of like crisis for the entire organization, yeah. right? So it's like, 
they're just like everything, right? They there's this problem. Well, how do you fix problems? Oh, you develop this program, release an av admin, put a bunch of onerous administrative requirements on people, make mandatory training, and then point at it and be like, look, we fixed it. And it's like, yeah. no, that's not how you fix this shit. It's like the the to me, the right because like what I was going to get at with the the I understand why they're saying these things. Uh-huh. And it's because there's a giant problem, one with acute mental health issues generally, which is kind of like its own thing in a way, at least as far as how I view the solution. And then B is like the the abuse of or perceived abuse of or suspected abuse of that system to just like get out of deployment or uh, like get out of an environment that they don't like and, mm-hmm. and like just use it as a path out. Right. Which, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen ever, but like, I think even the cases where it presents that way, that kid is genuine, genuinely like stressed out yeah. and having like borderline, if not legitimate mental health issues. And they're just like, kind of like jumping the gun maybe a little bit, or it's just how they're deciding to articulate Mm -hmm. because they have male pride or because they have this fear of like judgment and, and ostracism by their, their peer group or whatever that like, Oh, I'm not really like in crisis. I'm not a pansy. I just like, I don't want to be here anymore. So I'm going to go lie to the system as a way of getting off the boat. As almost like to frame it as like cool or something when, but well, they're like legitimately having mental health issues. And yeah. that's the problem is that we are, are the furthest thing from a qualified judge of what it is and if it's real or not. And until like, I understand the, like, cause from like a CO level, right. Or even like a big Navy level, there's a problem, especially in the environment we find ourselves in with this hellscape of, of manning and retention of, if I'm going to have an unplanned loss, right, because of mental health, that unplanned loss is huge, right? Like on a submarine, our divisions are small. Yeah. Like I, my division was six to nine people, depending on how big the platform was. I lose one person. That's a yeah, huge hit to my manpower. So like if I take an unplanned loss for mental health, it's a gigantic problem. So like they're looking for reasons to not lose that person. And I I say it that way on purpose. Like it's not like they don't want them to get the help they need. They just can't like also can't like um, in their minds, can't like come to a resolution about taking that kind of a loss because they know what it means. They know how how long it's going to take to get a replacement. They know the effect it has on the watch bill and thus mission accomplishment. Right. So it's like, it's a, it's a huge deal and they can't afford and, and, oh, by the way, they get judged harshly by Commodores and above on if you have a lot of unplanned losses, you must be doing something wrong yeah. like culturally. So there's all these things that interplay in, in the heads of the triad people and like the like higher level leadership at the command. So it's like I understand them having this need to try to combat it at the unit level, right? This is not the fucking way to do it. That's that that if there's anything where you could like find the intersection of the gigantic fucking problem I have with this, it's that it's that if you want to do this, there are ways to do it. I think the embedded mental health units that they started to create on the waterfront were a good step in the right direction. But I think you got to push it even further. There should be mental health techs trained and put on all these commands at a ratio of like one to 30 and just like have them available for these people to talk to and work through all these things. Cause you, you just, if you want to like keep them at the unit 
and get also get them the help that they need. And even in the circumstance you described, like that mental health tech can help steward that group of people through that scenario yeah. without hopefully without going off the rails and provide them all the resources yeah. and do all the things that you're not trained to do and take that off your plate so that you have the bandwidth to do other things. And right. And like go get all those fucking claws yeah, and all that shit. And help lead me through the process of being a leader right. through that process. You right. know what I mean? Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause like, what if you've never dealt with that before? Yeah. Like, like there are chiefs you, out there that made chief six years in that have never had a, de- like they still got the grandparents around. So yeah, they've never bro. had a death in the family ever. So yeah. like, they don't know how to deal with so, it. You and, know, and I go up there. Right. And yeah. I'm like, this is not like, I, I tell my first class, I'm like, this ain't a moment for quarters. We're not going to do quarters. You know, we're going to do yeah, it like this. Yeah. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to just go up there, take mustard, take it. Like I was, it was automatic. Like, all right, this is what we do. This is right. what we do it. Right. But I, I mean, I read books. I do, I do things that don't have nothing exactly. to do with like exactly. this shit, You know what I mean? But that, I would argue that's why you knew to do that though. Yeah. And, and part of it's probably like your software, right? Like the way your mom raised you, the environment you grew up in, you just knew this wasn't, the, that's not the move. Yeah. We're not doing that because yeah. that's not an emotionally intelligent thing to do. And I care about these people genuinely. Not everybody approaches it that way. A lot of people like look at it more from like a professionalism thing. Like these are my employees and it's like, the fuck? Yeah. like I'm not saying that can't work, but I'm, I'm kind of saying that it sh- yeah, shouldn't be. And, too, and, yeah. Guess. And it's like, but, it's like everything is is off script, man. You know, so I, I like yeah. I went to expanded operational stress control school when I was uh when I was at my last command to be the expanded operational stress control lead. And um and yeah. one of the courses I asked a question, you know, just one question mm-hmm. and it just changed it honestly changed my buy-in. So I left the command and I didn't do the best job at rolling this program out. I left training and didn't do the best job at rolling the program out to my command because I didn't wholeheartedly believe in the program. Right. And I, right now, I don't think that the program is doing what the fuck the Navy ever said it was going to do. Right. They said it was going to be inculcated into command cultures like two years ago. It's not, but I'm in, I'm in training. Right. And I, and, and they, you know, it's, it's great, man. I I love to train. I'm getting good information Mm. from it. But then I'm like, it, like, and you know, and this is the theme of it all, right? This is the theme of what I hear when you talk. This is the theme of what I hear in different podcasts from other people. So, so, so this is what I asked. I said, hey, if we roll this out on like a ship, like my DDG, for instance, that like might have just came mm. off a deployment. We got in serve in a month, right. and we do, and we going through two inspections in between deployment and in serve. And I tell my captain, like, hey, captain, I just did a stressometer on a seller and I did it on their division. We need to do an operational pause because this seller stressed out. My, right. And my captain going to tell you to get the yeah, they're going to say, hey, we, that my captain going to say, I know why they stress. You know, I'm like, yeah, we don't know why they stress. Yeah, uh, we're about uh, to deploy captain. a warship. Everybody's fucking yeah. stressed. We got answers coming up. We did disinspection. It's a stressful period. Come on. And yeah. so, so that's the question. I of asked. course it is. Yeah, bro. So that's yeah. the question I asked in the instructor's like what they said I, I fucking shook the room bro like it was like like ah. it was almost like you know i almost it's like you're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud yeah Fuck. bro and i almost felt like <laughs> yeah. almost felt like i was we gonna get dropped bullshit <laughs> almost felt like i was going so you know so then i get back to my fucking you know i get uh, back i get back to my command and yeah like first week i'm like passing out the mm. the uh trifolds and shit like that i sit yeah, with my yeah. i sit with my sellers and my seller damn near asked me the same exact question that i asked ah. <laughs> same damn near the same question i like it and um i'm like hey honestly i don't fucking know 
I'm going to do yeah. some. Uh, I, 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 and I told her, I was like, I asked, I already asked the people. And then I, then yeah. I did, then yeah. I did the whole thing like this. I was like, Hey, any question y'all got, let's find out the answers together. Y'all hit me with the questions. Yeah. I'm going to reach out yeah. to the people. We reach out to the people. To like the, yeah, like the program office. The program, and be yeah. Like, hey, what the, f- like. Well, what's going on? You think so the CEO is going to not deploy the right. worship because I brought him a stress on Yeah. So then Are we. You fucking kidding me? Yeah. So we go, we go step two, right? To, to, to initiate uh, this program, me and my RP1, that's my yeah. co-lead. He like, hey, see, he come back mm-hmm. next day, hey, senior. I emailed him the stressometer is not going to work on the version of Microsoft, whatever you know they're using, Edge nah, or whatever. It's not even- stressometer <laughs> don't work on Edge. Stressometer not going to work with the dot mills. So, so the stressometer don't even uh, fucking work at the command. So it's like, yeah, like, it's like the what new, are we new doing? nav fit not being designed for like Microsoft Edge yeah, or whatever. Like- yeah, like, what are we doing? <laughs> You know, now you got me armed up again. Like I said, now I'm armed up to yep. drive off the fucking cliff with this program that I even I had a question about. So then that that was yeah. it. When a stressometer, when a stressometer yep. thing happened, I was like, I'm completely I'm detached. Like, I can't. I'm done. I can't. I, done. I can be effective. Yeah. I could be effective on a podcast. I could be, be effective in, in person. Yeah. But I can't be effective driving something that if I have a question about. Right. Y'all not even going to fucking right. answer it. Well, and and. The other component of it that I think is an even bigger deal is like the like those programs, just like the human factors example you gave and then the operational stress control. It's like any programs that they create are are programmatic by in nature. So it's like they just don't work because that you can I don't like I'm not going to say that the people that develop them don't have good intentions. Yeah. But like when it gets communicated via the nav admin and the instruction and the person goes to the school and all that, it's like nobody in that room thinks that it's going to work. They're just like checking the box because somebody sent a nav admin out that has more stars than I do or whatever, you know? And so it's like the, it, when it gets to the deck plate level and you're sitting down, like if you're sitting down asking me about a fucking stressometer, like, yeah, or whatever the question, it's like, yeah. no one's taking that seriously. Everybody, it's like the, uh, it's like when I would go in for a PHA, you know what I mean? My whole fucking body hurts. Like nowadays when I go in and like the HM3 or well, I mean, now I go to a civilian doctor, but like right before I retired, I'd go in and this is like post cancer. Like I'm a fucking shit show. Wheels have <laughs> fallen off the wagon. I'm on limb due for mental health. So they're like, uh, do you have any pain today? And I just would laugh and I'm like, bro, I have pain every fucking day, yeah. all day, like a hundred percent of the time I'm in physical pain, but nothing notable. Like it's just like I'm 40 and I did 21 yeah. years in the submarine well. force. Like, yeah, everything hurts. And uh, no one seems to give a shit. Yeah, but, like if you, know, you say whatever. that, it's like a joke. Like, <laughs> if you say it, it's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm like, just be serious, man. <laughs> like, like, I'm fucking serious right now. Like that pre, like, it's no, like the really, pre-physical, the pre-physical question. Like, any joint pain? Hell yeah, I yeah, got joint pain. Yeah, I'm just like, nah, yeah, okay. I, this is a questionnaire I have to do to be like certified to go back to sea, and I'm not gonna like be the guy that gets pulled off sea duty so someone else can do my job. Yeah. So like. I'm op, I'm like operational enough yes. that I know I can go to sea on a submarine. So like, yeah, everything's fine. So I'm just I don't bullshit. have anything to complain about. Where do I sign? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what those interactions are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> on a fucking yep. stress armor. Yeah, I'm fine. Senior check, 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 check. Yeah. Like all fives or ones or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Like, so the leadership development and education piece is like, the, that's what I talk to a, like everybody about. I'm sure it's I've big, talked to you man. about it, but yeah. like, it's big. Yeah. Man. Like, well, but it's, it's the, the one thing that would like provide an objective quality increase 
to the the leadership interactions every sailor in the Navy has, but also like most of the problems that you see that they try to come up with these programmatic answers for are just symptoms of a larger problem. And and in my analysis, every one of them, like if you pull the string and follow it all the way back, it stops at leadership development and education because if the leaders were objectively better, the problems that are happening wouldn't be happening, at least at, to the scale that they are and the severity that they are, if not just like completely disappearing. And it depends on what problem we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But like you would see a market increase in retention, probably recruiting. You'd see a dip in sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment, uh, suicidal ideations and attempts, mental health u- usage, not because people aren't going or getting referred when they need it, but because they don't need it as much anymore. Yeah. Because like, like you were saying earlier, so going back to the stress sometimer thing or whatever, like the CEO is going to be like, of course they're stressed out. Yeah. We're about to deploy yeah. a warship. Yep. Yep. And it's like, yeah, there, there's that. But then there's all the additional stress we put on top of them with all the onerous bullshit that's in the plan of the week and the leadership incompetence that they have to deal with on a daily basis. It's like, if, if one of these was gone, all we'd have is the stress of deploying the warship. And everybody understands, like if you think for a second that these every single one of those kids don't know what they signed up for, even if they're behaving as if they don't, like, oh, I gotta go see. It's like, yeah, you joined the Navy, genius. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we do here. So it's like, they all know what they signed up for and they all know it's going to be hard and stressful and long hours, be away from home. Like they know all that. What they didn't sign up for was like toxic leadership. What they didn't sign up for was being treated less than human. Yeah. You know, what they didn't sign up for was being treated like they're an infant when they're trusted with like operating a nuclear reactor all all day. But then you got to come make sure I took my trash out and my closets locked Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so there's all that stuff. If you can eliminate all of that additional superfluous stress that only exists because of leadership incompetence, again, in my analysis, it's like, think about all the things that would just start going right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be like, uh, what is it? What movie is it? I think it's Bruce Almighty or like uh, one of those movies where oh, like, like everything, you know, like everything, walking changed. on sunshine, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Birds are chirping. And it's like it wouldn't be perfect, obviously. Like it's still an incredibly hard and stressful job. But it's like you could go into it like from coming. You're coming from like an optimal starting point instead of I'm coming in like running on fumes and then I have to do this incredibly hard thing. You know, and it's just yeah. like here we are in this dumpster fire. And it's like a big part of it is that like, I I definitely think all those other things are relevant, but it's like, it all traces back up to me. Leadership development education being effectively non-existent. Yeah, man. Cause we get expectations, we get visions, we get uh, Mm -hmm. mission guiding principle, all that stuff. We get a lot of stuff, but I I don't think we get uh, the support and training. I don't think we get right. the education for some and I think we right. I think we need it. It's some people that don't need it, right? It's some people that some people that's just these natural, you know, whatever leaders I that don't they agree are, with right? That, dude. You know, they can be better. Like yeah, uh, they might not be the primary problem, but like yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. Everybody can be better, right? It's is everybody can be mm-hmm. better, but like you probably even got some listeners like, "Oh, fucking, I got my shit together." 100%. I don't need no fucking training. So, like, yeah, probably. Yeah, so f- that's fine for them, right? For, so y'all could be happy, right? Y'all don't need it. I'm actually being super sarcastic right now, right? So it's yeah, yeah it's yeah. some people that <laughs> so don't I, need but it, like, but it's a lot of people that need it, bro. 
like and, and, and mm-hmm. like and need feedback. And I was telling, I was telling, I yeah. was telling the chief select, I'm like, hey, look, this season, right? You're gonna get a whole lot of fucking feedback. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that feedback because you're not gonna get that much yeah. feedback ever yeah. again. You're not gonna get that much feedback yep. ever again. I tell my sellers, mm-hmm. I tell my ju- my junior sellers, hey, give me a grade. Give me a grade and be fucking honest. Yeah. Don't lie to me. Keep it. How the fuck am yeah. I doing? Like, how am I doing for real? And I like to catch right. them, even the ones that's transferring. They the ones I really like to catch. How I'm doing? Yeah, Tell me yeah, how I'm doing. What can I do? Don't skin in the game anymore. Yeah, they could be like, "Yo, fuck you, senior. You fucking suck." You know what I mean? It's like, suck. Yo, what can I do better? You know, what can I do better? And and, yeah. and the thing I like most is a lot of them could pull from a personal thing. Hey, senior. Well, when you did mm-hmm. this, I really appreciate that you did yeah. this. Yeah. You know, somebody else. Hey, senior. This, and I only really right. been there for like two months, and so so I'm working. I'm trying. I I, I haven't touched mm-hmm. everybody. I haven't. But it's like we not doing. We not getting no feedback. We not getting no training. Really, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a chief yep. training that's newly developed since like the old the old nine oh ten era. I mean I the know. newest the newest that I'm aware of. Well, I guess the newest would be the CPO leadership development course, which I, I, somebody sent me the guides and I haven't gone through them yet, but, um, I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to go like stand in the back of the room and watch one before I retired. Yeah. And I never got to do is it. Is that but, something that will, I mean, I'm down to show up. If anybody in the, in the Pacific Northwest is running a class and wants me to yeah. show up, I'd be happy to, but, but that's not in the um, mess. That's yeah, not like they, a mess. That's not like a, is that like a, it's not a mess training. It's going to be a, no, it's going to be a requirement for individual chiefs to go through it at some point. Yeah. Eventually, the way I understand it is um, I did the podcast with the uh, ELD guys with Toby Ruiz yeah. and his course manager. Um, and they told me that in the next and this was I probably did that podcast like three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. So he said in the next two years, it's going to be all the NLEC ELD stuff is going to become mandatory. Mm-hmm. So like you have two years to complete those courses for the net. Like so like the I think the basic one, it would be to be eligible for E5. You have to have it done yeah. or to put it on. You have to have it done. Well, yeah, and yeah. then like the yeah, the intermediate would be six. I the, think. Uh, so I don't, fun- it's I don't functional, know what levels they would functional, be. Functional, intermediate well, and advanced. So functional is E4. Well, so I I think the first one would probably not be mandatory for anything because they just deleted the E4 exam. But then yep. for E5 and E6, it would be the intermediate advance and then the CPO leadership course. I think that one, it was like within a certain amount of time of making chief. Like, so you can make it and go. And then like, I think you have like two years from getting pinned. Yeah. You have to have that class or something, but they're all going to become required, but it's like, the, the pushback I had for them was like, hey, like, OK, it's going to become required. Like, so is the Senior Enlisted Academy. But to my and I don't know if they finally followed through, but every year that I was on active duty, they waived the requirement to make Master Chief because that was why a lot of the guys that I went with in my class were there was because they were like, well, eventually this is going to be a requirement to make Master Chief and I'm trying to make Master Chief. Yeah. They weren't there to be better. Yeah. Or and, like that, learn yeah anything. and that takes they away. They were just there to check the box. Yeah. And that takes well, away. Well, I, I don't. I don't know that it it does because like like they need it objectively need it anyway. So it's like maybe the exposure helps, maybe it doesn't. But also like had they gone through everything else on the way up, maybe they'd be more in receive mode by the time they arrive at the senior enlisted academy. Yeah. But like either way, like I'm happier with them there than not because the senior enlisted academy is 
fucking incredible. Yeah, Are you that, gone? You yeah, went, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. So the impact, yeah, yeah the, the impact of it is is good, right? It's amazing. So the vision yeah. is the vision is supposed to be going from like 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 you just said, it's supposed to be going from FLDC to ILDC, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up to senior right. to senior enlisted right. academy. But I all, I all like me personally, I feel like when we make things mandatory, like. I feel like a little bit of the like magic is taken out of it because it's some people that yeah. really want to go to these things. And when you make things mandatory, right, some right. of those, it, it could change lives. It could change people's way of thinking. It could do mm-hmm. whatever like that. Me personally, though, I just feel like like when East Watch became mandatory, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Everybody got to get it. It's just this thing yeah, that people but get. I think that's that's, you can put all of that lack of magic on the people running the program because submarine dolphins have been mandatory forever. Uh Like, I don't know that that it was ever optional, honestly. And that program still to like, I mean, I was in the submarine force for 20 years still effective, and that shit never lost its shine. man. like, it was always like taken extremely seriously um, beforehand, like fiercely. Yeah. Like Uh, fiercely protected by the, the people that are the stewards of the program, which are the people wearing dolphins. And so it's like, I think we just did a better job creating and implementing the program force wide so that when you get to a submarine, like you're nervous about you, like your fish is like at the forefront of your mind constantly. And it's like the most important thing, like the, the only like caveat to that would be like for nukes, they have so many other quals and their jobs kind of take precedence most of the time. But they're also nukes, so they usually blow through their dolphin calls really fast because they already it's know all, yeah. like a lot of the stuff. It, it, two years it's of nuke school. It's just sad to me that shit got to be mad. Like, hey, not enough people going. All right, we're gonna make this shit mandatory. Now, now, well, now the one thing that I did yeah. want to kind of say though was that like chief training, right? So that's chief training. That's a formalized mm. chief training. You go somewhere for like four days, five days, mm. and you get chief training. On my the last mm-hmm. ship I was on, we had officer training every week, every Tuesday yeah. at a certain time. Officers. Yep got training and that's what i'm mm. getting at about chief trainer is i haven't yeah. seen that i haven't oh seen yeah that in no a while. there there should be that as well like the only time i ever experienced that was um that very first submarine where i made chief that cob would do we did some chiefs training but then he would do like peacob training too where he would just have the guys that wanted to be cobs mm. there's like three of us that were working on the qual and he would set aside his time and we'd meet up in the chief's mess and uh he would pick a topic and we would go down like go through the list and then sometimes he would sign it sometimes he would tell us to come back to him with when we had the requisite knowledge or whatever but yeah um but yeah and like i the, i've seen some cob there was some cob training when i was at my last job too but it was like sporadic because the region cmcs would like kind of get on that bandwagon and then like get distracted by something shiny and then we wouldn't do it (laughs) um but yeah it's not it's not common at all and i think it should be i I think it should i I also think it should be mandatory i think it should now that i think should be mandatory too i think that should be mandatory what's the difference between that and school like why would you not want schools to be mandatory the the reason why i think that should be mandatory is because you're on a ship right and the first thing you're going to do is find a fucking excuse not to go right i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm doing this i'm doing that yeah and i just think all right stop work and go do it it's not so so me with the school being mandatory it's not that i don't want it to be mandatory because i think people shouldn't go or whatever i just think it's sad that we get to a point that i think it's a shame that shit has to become mandatory for people to go to it not not that it's, yeah you're know, not the end result the end result of sea is great mm-hmm. sea is great 
But I think the fact that it's like, hey, it's not enough people fucking wanting to come to do this. Like every time somebody talks to me about SA, I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking great. I had a great time. Yeah, um, yeah. Met great uh-huh. people, learned great shit. And people are like, oh, no, man. Yeah, it's fucking, it's just, oh, just don't. Like, yo, just go. Right. You know, so then it's like, all but right. But I think. What's up? It, like, well, and I guess this is more of a question. Do you think that if we were building it in from the beginning and so they got to see over time the value of that leadership development and education that they would then you would like you wouldn't have that after a, a generation of people going through all the unlucky LD stuff which you kind of it's like remediation almost like you got to make it mandatory to get a generation of sailors to to understand that to be the norm and hopefully understand the value of it so that by the time they went through all that stuff and ended up at SEA you're not in a place where you're you're fighting for people to understand the value. Yeah, that pipeline is that that would be a dope pipeline, like a really good pipeline. Yeah, like like hey, go through this because by the time you get there, SEA is a, it's a mm-hmm. it's a no brainer. Like right now, we got master right. chiefs. I have conversations with them, right? Some and I'm not talking about yeah. I'm not talking about the master chief unit, our family, but I've had conversations right. with some master chiefs that like I ain't never going to SEA. Fuck SEA. Like this ain't that. And like yo, yeah. you never. Like you That's don't ridiculous. even know what it is. Like, like so it, I'm right. not doing a song and dance. They want you to get up there. It's like, no, that's not even. Yeah, they, like, they think it's like bullshit. And yeah. it's like, no, it's not. It's objectively like incredible. Yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, it's, education. Yeah, it's good. Like I loved my time yeah. at SEA. Yeah, me too. Man. And, and it was like, yeah, I, we were working hours, bro. Yeah. Like we were like in class till 1630. Then I'd go to a lecture of opportunity. Then I'd go to the group room and meet everybody up after dinner to work on our projects. And sh- like, like we became we, we hustling. Yeah, we became family. You know, we still got the yeah. group chat. You know, we still got the group chat. Yeah. And so so for me, like if like I don't want it to be come off like unintent, like, like I ain't mean it. But it's not that. Yeah, it's not that like I hate that it's mandatory. I just hate that these things have to be mandatory that it gets to a yeah. point that people like damn like this shit is it's good man like just just fucking do it yeah and i can get over that just because i look like i look at it like it's remediation at yeah. this point until we're through the the generation that needs that remediation and then i don't think you'd be fighting against it so hard where you would like everybody would want to go yeah i would think i would hope but even yeah. so it's like it's so important that i feel like it needs to be mandatory like because even the people that are saying like that mass chief or the like that's saying fuck this i don't ever want to go yeah. blah 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 it's like that dude needs to go more than anyone else yeah in, bro in my opinion and, and, like yeah and people go like, and they yeah. they be changed they be like yeah when i first came here i was resistant to this i thought this was bullshit yeah, yeah now yeah. look at me like it's a success story <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I understand, you know, the feeling that, you know, that it should be mandatory. I just feel like uh, yeah. I'm saddened by the fact that things have to be. Yeah, I just like the problem I have with it is they make it mandatory and then wave the requirement over and over again because they can't get the people there. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes it's the like with SEA, I think the problem was the just the capacity. Like they don't have the ability to get an uh, that the number of people that need to get through if we make it mandatory, like there's just not a capacity that exists that would provide all those people the opportunity. So then holding them accountable to the fact that it's mandatory is, is not fair. Yeah. But then like with unlucky LD, according to Toby Ruiz and the team, it's like they have the capacity to make it mandatory and get everybody through. It's just commands aren't sending their people People now support. And it's like, yeah, people ain't supporting. Right. But it's like, if we make it mandatory, cause like, 
there's there's making it mandatory and then there's enforcement. You know, like we communicate to everybody, hey, we got this great new program. You got to send all your people through it. It'll be mandatory eventually. And then now we're saying it's going to be mandatory in the next two years. But then it's like there's got to be like a vigorous like, you know, like the ISIC CMC is like, I want your Inlook ELD reports monthly because I need to know the throughput. So like kind of like when you go into medical and they have like medical readiness percentages on a whiteboard yeah. for each unit and they put that shit right in front of God and everybody. And so it's like, you know, like there, no CMC wants to walk into medical and see their percentage red. You know yeah. what I mean? And they get nasty grams from the clinic and from squadron and all this stuff. So it's just like there needs to be a, an enforcement mechanism too, where they're like, they, people are making it a priority to say, Hey, this is mandatory. Thou shalt go within the next two years. So where's my NLEC ELD report no. for your command? Did you go to ELD for your UIC? Did you go to ELD? No, I didn't get to. All right, no. So I, tr- I signed up to get, uh, to, for the facilitator class so I could like learn about it. Yeah. And then something came up where I like my CMC needed me for something. So I ended up plugging in a different senior chief and then I just never got the opportunity to go again. So I went to ELD for the facilitator <sighs> Before class. I, retired, right? anyway. I went to train a trainer for the facilitator mm-hmm. class. It was one major yeah. thing, one primary thing that could get us kicked out of that. Right. The primary thing that they said could get us kicked out was if we failed a buy-in, right? Lack of buy-in. So lack of buy-in to get you removed from this fucking training, right? So define that. Lack of like how did they lack of buy-in, measure it? Lack of buy-in mean that you don't give a hell. It, it, like so, my next episode, my next like you're just sitting in the back, not talking. And shit, my next like, podcast, not my next participating. Yeah, my next podcast episode, I'm actually interviewing like one of my EL, one of my ELD instructor instructors, right? Mm-hmm. So and, and we were reflecting on. So he does a way better job at like explaining what he means by buying right. than I could ever do. But it's like, it's almost like you don't care about the the, the concepts mm. that they talking about. You know, it's a lot of moral courage, right. a lot of ethics, a lot of shit, a lot of things that got to do with diversity, inclusion and things right. like that, that got to do with the general dynamics of people, how people work. So it's like, Hey, if you, if you're not buying into, into these concepts, then you got to get the fuck out of here because if yeah, we yeah. qualify you to train, you're going to go out right. and, and do a bad job, do a shitty fucking job. Like, right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's the big thing. And, yep. and that's one of the, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't complain about that. I like that requirement. Yeah. So that, and that's one of the reasons why it's like, they looking for people that care, you know? Mm-hmm. So if, for train a trainer, when you start making it, cause they have, like you said, they got the capacity to, to train, but they also want us yeah. to train. They want us to go out and be the trainers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if, if we start being the trainers, we need people that give a fuck. It can't just be some random yeah. dude that did it because his chain of command. They didn't even want they wanted yeah. they wanted yeah. vetted people in the class. They didn't even want people and, and quiet is kept. All mm-hmm. of us wasn't vetted. Like our fucking CMCs told us we had to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't <laughs> vetted. Like you're going. Yeah, yeah, y'all yeah, going. Yeah. Y'all gonna learn. And luckily, a lot of us got something out of it. But they only want vetted people. Mm. You know, so it's like no. Yeah. So that's where like the waters to me get muddy because not everybody going to make it through. That's a low key acknowledgement that we have a problem within the mess, too. I'm just saying, like, if you only want vetted chiefs going through to get qualified as and like ELD facilitators. Yeah, man. They wanted people that was acknowledging yeah, that they wanted people that was born. Yeah, that we have a leadership competence problem. So yeah. what are we doing about that? Yeah. How are we remediating these chiefs and senior chiefs and master chiefs? Yeah, because it's like, why would you? Know, man. Yeah, why would you not buy into you know something like this? But some of those concepts got to do with diversity, and some of these problems mm. are very, very fucking divisive 
things. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially and in our episode, he talked a lot about between 2016 and 2020. Right. Between, yeah. you know, different elections and different like George Floyd. Yeah, G- yeah. George Floyd came up and stuff like that. So it's like you started to see where people were, you know. So, and- yeah, bro. And when I like when I had Harpy Daniels on, it was uh, a Y and one. His name, first name's Josh. I forget his last name or their last name. Sorry. I'm mm-hmm. bad at the remembering pronouns thing. But um, when I had them on, I lost, dude, I lost like 50 to 70 followers like yeah. that week. Did they say and anything I'm like to thinking you? about, no, no. Like I had one guy comment, like, uh, why would you encourage this on like YouTube? I think yeah. and he'd be, he was, he was there to troll me no matter what. I think I don't, I don't know that that, I mean, that probably was like a 15 year old Dorito dust covered dork in his basement. But yeah. Um, like they were like, why would you encourage this? I'm like, like encourage what? Like sailors to live their best lives and like be happy and healthy. Like mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here with this bullshit, dude. Like, yeah. I know what you're trying to bait me into, but like, I, I don't care, man, whatever makes you happy. And if that's what makes them happy, like go live your best life. They look pretty happy to me. All they're all over Instagram and TikTok and stuff. Um, yeah. Living their best life. So it's, and it doesn't affect, like it very clearly doesn't affect their ability to do their job in any way, shape or form because they're like an EP sailor that just promoted to first class and is like a sailor of the year and all this shit. So it's like, maybe you should look in a drag, bro. Like, yeah. because like maybe it would make you happier and healthier and have you performing at the EP level. I don't know. Like, but I'm just saying like, I, I didn't have anybody really vocalize it. They just did like dipped out, demonstrated that like, <laughs> dipped out. you know, and it, yeah. And it's like, fine. Like for one, I'm like, happy I, I look at kind of like that dude does about buy-in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like buy, like, I don't care. I'm happy when people but dip like, out, bro. Also, I'm happy when people dip out. I mean, I, I am when I'm coming from that, like the standpoint of like, well, you're a closed minded, ignorant human, but also like, I want them to not be that. I would love for them to open their mind and learn some things, yeah. which I think they can do by, by being here. But like, I'm not going to not talk to somebody like that to to spare the feelings of like somebody that's being a judgmental bigot. Yeah, man. Like, like, like you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like it was. Yeah, you got to go, man. Yeah. Like I, I I looked at it like, yeah, you know, yeah. Normally, if you ever if like the pattern, the way we pot. Right. So like, like let's say like you get like a USS Cole episode or like press 100 mm-hmm. now about like the chief selection boards where I know yeah. I'm about to get like this influx of like listeners that like is are coming to hear about like the t-sport the next part yeah. after that the next part after that is probably just gonna be me damon and teach talking joking right. laughing like being the yeah. versions of us that we are so like that person mm-hmm. that might have came like oh man every time i come i'm gonna hear some shit about the chief selection board the next time they come they like oh right, like, right. They, like like we did an episode together and i think for like the first 10 minutes we talk about potlucks you know Somebody, yeah, somebody yeah, was no. like, I, I saw somebody on Reddit like, oh, when are they going to stop talking about potlucks and start talking about like, all right. Yeah, like, like whatever, man. Don't fucking listen then. Like, yeah, like you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, like, like you got to go. I'm, I'm cool with you. You know, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool with you not being here because like, it, it, yeah, like we got to establish a core, you know, and I'm yep. o- I'm yep. also OK with the influx of people going to like the big time episode about like the selection board and then like, you know, not, right. not coming back until it's another big episode. So I, I never like at, at first 
it was like uh, like YouTube, for instance, when you got like three 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 subscribers mm. and then you got two, yeah. it's like oh shit, I lost a subscriber. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But then it's like uh, whatever. Yeah, then man. it's like I get it. It's okay. Like it's not yeah. you know it's, it's this. Yeah. It's not for yeah. everybody. Some people don't even like mm-hmm. the fact that Chiefs and because I got a question for you. Some people don't even like the fact okay. that chiefs get on mics and be transparent. Like some people don't like that. Some people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some people don't like the yeah. fact that Navy service members or ex-service members get on mics and criticize um, systems uh, and they, they take it as negative and not take uh-huh. it as like, oh, no, I'm talking about ways that these things could be better. So the question I got for right. you is this. When you talked about like as you're going through i know you've been going through and talk about the letters that mick palm been putting out have you received any mm-hmm. like negative like feedback and like your dms or anything from anybody no um and it's as shocking to me as it is to you to this day so like the i and i've done other very inflammatory things from my perspective yeah that I thought would stir up the chief's mess horde, you know, yeah, like, like the vessel, uh, like the, the vessel. I released the, <laughs> yeah, I released the reels of me, uh, reading a revision of this, the chief petty officer's creed. Like I yeah, rewrote I the that. creed yeah, and, and published it on the website and shared it as a reel and put it, it was in an, a podcast yeah. and zero negative feedback, e- even like to the point that like it was, so opposite of what I expected. Like I, I was positive. I was going to get like yeah. pitchforks and torches. I was like, it's here. Here we go. I'm pressing one of these buttons that I didn't want to when I was on active duty. But like it was, it wasn't just a lack of like that, of the negative response. It was like, I got positive responses from places. I never expected positive responses from yeah. like uh, this retired uh, Cobb CMC in the submarine community. He like, kind of like one of those like legendary figures in the community. Like everybody knows who this dude is. Like I knew him when he was on active duty, like sort of like he was like a, my boss's boss's boss at the CMC level. And, uh, but I'd see him around and he was a cook too. So he was kind of like a hero to us. Cause we're like, one of us made it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like busted through and I actually got like a star on their, on their patch. But like, um, he commented, like he shared them and he commented like, you might be onto something. This is really good. And I think we need to be like going this direction. And then he like DM'd me about like, dude, you're making a difference. Like don't ever stop like blah, blah, blah. And I was just like blown away that because he's like the old crusty retired CMC that was around forever. And so like, in my mind, that's the type of dude that's going to like push back with the, mm-hmm. all the, don't take away my traditions, you know, yeah. like, and the, the dude being who he is, like, I, like there's a part of me that's not surprised that he's this cool. Cause he's that guy like that I have in my mind. And like, he just, he didn't let me down with his reaction at all. Like it was like, of course, yeah. like, cause he's such a dope dude, but it's like, I expected people to come from my head and it was the opposite, man. I got a lot of really positive responses. There was Ariana does like TikTok stuff. And so she shared those reels on TikTok cause I'm not on TikTok. Um, even though I think she created a DS. Yeah, I see you. I see I just, you there. I'm not, I see you on I'm not like, I see you moving I, around I on there. I see, I see you moving and shaking on yeah. there. <laughs> I need to because it's where, it's where sailors are nowadays, yeah. but I'm just like, I'm still getting over my fears of the China, the China spyware stuff. Yeah. Um, but like the, I guess some, some chief with a ton of followers like shared them and said they were great and all that. So it's like, 
it, it was surprising to me because I expected a backlash for a lot of the things that I say. And even back when I first started criticizing the things that Chiefs Mess does, I mean, I was on active duty for a lot of years doing that and mm-hmm. never really got the type of pushback that I always was kind of like casually in fear of. Like, it's not like I cared. Like, if it happens, it happens. I'm, I'm not going to change my position or like become bashful all of a sudden. But like, you know, like I was pleasantly surprised man like because and my suspicion is that the idea that we have about like getting that type of pushback um that generally is like a group mentality you know what i mean like there there's definitely an older generation of of chiefs that i think are slowly being like breeded out of the system Mm -hmm. as we do more and more like seasons and just put more and more new new blood in the chiefs mess but I, I think there's a group of them that that they might have pushed back if they were on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they're like the old folks that yeah. aren't not, aren't paying attention to the platforms that I share this stuff on. So unless another chief shows it to them, they're not going to see it anyway. And so I think that's a big part of it. But also, like, I think that group mentality, it's driven top down from those old crusty dudes or ladies, whatever. And those people so those people don't necessarily see it, but also like the majority of individuals seem to agree with me. Like I've Mm -hmm. never had a conversation with a chief chief about any of the stuff that I've said about the chief's mess that has been like, well, I passionately disagree with you and I think you're wrong. And and I'm open to having that conversation. If a person like that exists, like I'll talk to anybody about this stuff. And if they want to like tell me I'm wrong and stupid for all the reasons, like, okay, let's do it. Like I'm down, but nobody ever does. And I think, I think most of it is because the younger chiefs, one are primarily who's in the audience. Like I can't think of a single master chief that besides like Paul Kingsbury being a retired dude, but I'm trying to think of like, like my, one of my old Cobbs listens. I know that other guy that I just mentioned listens, I think, but yeah. he at least pays attention to the, the social media. Um, so there's, there's people listening that are of that demographic, but they also happen to be, in the audience that agrees. But like, I think the majority of the chiefs that even see my content also happen to be of that demographic. That's the younger generation of chiefs and senior chiefs that they just agree with me. Yeah, And so it's like, I just don't, I don't know that my stuff gets to the ears of people that both disagree with me and are willing to be vocal about that disagreement. Cause I'm sure like, I know for a fact that, like, Fleets, Forces, Nick Pond are, at the bare minimum, aware of my podcast. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you offline why I believe that. But, like, um, like I'm positive that yeah. Nick Pond is at least aware of it. I don't know if he listens. Ariana's convinced he listens. But, like, she's like, he's stealing your material. I'm like, no, he's <laughs> But, like, <laughs> but, and even if he was, like, thank God. But, yeah. anyway, like, the, the uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure he's aware of it. And I know like fleets and forces are aware of it, but like it, if they passionately disagree with me, which I'm not, I'm not even sure that's true. They're not willing to be vocal about it privately or publicly. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like the, I think the, the group of people that would be willing to vocally oppose something that I was saying and actually believe it, like maybe that, that, they're con- they're coincidentally also not exposed to what I put out. So like, that's yeah. the only explanation I have besides that. I'm just so fucking right 
about everything that like nobody disagrees with me. Like, I don't think that's yeah, true. Right, yeah. I think I'm definitely striking a lot of chords with people and it resonates, but I'm sure everybody doesn't agree a hundred percent with everything I say, but you know, like, I don't know, man, I, I still, to this day, like I, I haven't, I, I've definitely received criticism, especially on Reddit, which is kind of the point. Yeah. That's, that's why I went there in the first place. People just go in yeah, like, going just in there. Yeah. Going in. And it's like, dude, I, yeah, all criticize. right, that's what I'm here for. But yeah, as far as like DMs, emails, stuff like that, like, I, yeah, I just don't get a lot of that, man. I don't. And I, I almost none. And it's over seven years of doing this. Yeah. And it's bizarre to me. Like, I just get a lot of emails of like overwhelming support. And it's super weird that it never happened. It like in my mind, it's super weird. Maybe it makes sense somehow. And it's just my imposter syndrome or, yeah. or whatever. But yeah, man, I don't know. Like, but I, I, and I, I was going to ask you too, like, since you're at a new command now, it's a C duty. Those people don't all know you like your last command. So like, how's it, How's it been for you being effectively like a public figure inside the lifelines of the Navy at a, like the new command? Like how has, has there been any like weird interactions yeah, and stuff? So, no. Um, so when I got to my ship, I had a, a young sailor like the first day. He like seeing, mm-hmm. I know who you are. You do with the podcast, yeah. right? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know? And then some other seller, yeah. some other seller was like, uh, he was, you know, he discovered us on TikTok and he was telling this right. other dude, uh, he was like, yeah, senior, man. He got a podcast, man. And the dude was like, what is it about? And he was like, oh, it's about Navy stuff. And the dude was like, oh, okay. I was like, hey, man, don't do my podcast like that. <laughs> I said, don't do my podcast like that. Like, <laughs> give it give it some more sauce, man. Like, you, uh, like this ain't it. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, let's do better than that, man. Don't do that to him, man. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we kind of yeah. talked through it. I was here in the barracks. I was in the barracks uh, in the elevator one mm. day. And it's crazy because yeah. I was doing the barracks. I was actually the RA that day. And the seller walked yeah. in and I'm like, hey, can I, I need to see your ID and your, and your room key card, right? Because I, I got to do my job. Yeah. You know, and the seller, he right. looked, he gave me the ID. I was like, cool, I need your room key card, man. You know, he gave me the key card. Um, and then I get in yeah. the, I get in the elevator with him and I'm like, man, this dude probably don't want me to be in the elevator with him. As I just kind of held him to the standard. And then he, yeah. he, he, he was like, what floor are you going to? I, you know, I told him the floor. And then he was like, hey, um. I think I know you from somewhere. See, I was like, for real? He was like, you do like, you on, yeah. he's like, you on TikTok, man? And it's TikTok that kind of got yeah. the young sellers yeah, yeah, know yeah. who we are. Uh, that's what I, that's yeah. why I need to get on it, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting off the inevitable because it's like, that's where they are now. Yeah, right? bro. Like, and and he, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, yeah, I know I knew you were. But then on the other token, on the other side of the coin, I always get nervous when like, you know, like another chief or somebody that might know about the pod, they tell somebody like the CMC, like, yeah. hey, this dude got a podcast. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> like, yep. Oh, shit. Hey, yep. what's the name of it, man? It's called Permission to Speak Free. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. You know, and then they come back. <laughs> they come back <laughs> like, on like Monday or something. they like, hey, bro, I listen to your podcast, man. I listen to the one episode. And I'm like, okay, um, what'd you think? <laughs> you know, oh man, it's fucking good, bro. And, and, and I well, guess. You're not yelling at me. So. Yeah. And I guess it's like, <laughs> But like with my EDMC, for instance, like he already listened mm. to your podcast. So, you know, yeah. he found out he found out I had a podcast from like Facebook or something. So, but he went to our right. episode first on your podcast. He went mm. to our episode first on your okay. podcast. Then he went to and went and listened to he start listening yeah. to permission to speak freely. And um, so it, it, it's good, man. It's I wouldn't say. So the one thing that I the, the one thing I would never call myself, though, is like a social media influencer. Like I would never say that, <laughs> you know, we do reels and yeah. shit like that. But I'm a right. I'm a senior chief who when I was a chief, 
felt the need to like speak to people in a more unfiltered forum of having a conversation. Right. And I had a friend that was happy enough and willing enough to do this with me. And we just decided to turn mics on without video. Well, we didn't know we always have video, but we without like reels say, yeah, and TikTok and all that shit. Like we just decided yeah. to turn mics on and like talk in a way that we could connect to the sellers. Honestly, in a way that I felt like the gates of the chiefs mess wasn't letting us do it. Like, because yeah. in the mess we needed, yeah. we needed buy-in from the whole mess to have certain conversations. And I'm like, all right, well, right. let's just turn on mics and like, let's have these conversations then. And uh, Damon, right. you know, Damon was like, yeah, you know, and, and yeah. And that's, that is that. Now, before I came to my new command, I was getting a midterm debrief and the people that was debriefing me was like, yeah. oh man, you know, you're going on a carrier, man. You got to be careful. You got this podcast. You got to be yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a politics with it. Man, and it's and I told them I'm like at this point, you know, if I had to choose between like the podcast yeah. and like anything else, it it kind of got to be the podcast because professionally, right. professionally, like what my intentions are, and that's like to lead sellers mm-hmm. to influence by just mm-hmm. being like transparent and shit like that. Those wickets I'm hitting with the podcast, yeah. Uh, personally, well, and you're you're probably making a bigger impact yeah, than you would as ever. weird as that yeah. seems than you ever can as just a senior chief on the deck plate because it's like the reach and like you're it's like a force multiplier because they can access your content whenever they want yeah. and you could be sleeping yep you know what i mean like so it's just and then and there's like hundreds of hours like dude i got I think I, I'm in like thousands of hours yeah. at this point. And so it's just like, I, but I don't have to be physically present. You don't have to be taking up my attention and bandwidth directly. Like it just, I, that was for me, like, I, I think one of the reasons that helped me feel good about retiring was I felt like I could make more of a difference doing this yeah, like, than I could by staying on active duty. Like, I'm already doing, like you're doing, like you were doing the work yeah. that, like that you're passionate about, you know? So then on a, mm-hmm. on a, on a personal side of the house for me, you know it. I went to school for all this shit. So in in my personal life, this is already a passion of mine as a person. Like I would be doing something in this realm, even if it wasn't a military. We actually, I wasn't even going to do the military pod. Permission to speak freely was like a tester pod. Like we were going to do like seven episodes, talk about some military stuff. And just, I was going to go on with my other friends and do like a person, like a civilian podcast, but it just, just the way, just the way life kind of happened, you know? So it, it meets. And then my wife is, my wife is the kind of person that's a hundred percent okay with me doing whatever it is that gives me like energy mm-hmm. and makes me makes me like yeah happy and that and that keeps me driven. And right. she she knows that me coming on and like I was telling Damon, I was like, hey man, I'm doing D Gus next week. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they, you know, because normally Damon like, hey, whenever I do, whenever you do a pod, like oh yeah yeah oh man, I'm about to, I'm about to talk to these podcasters <laughs> too, bro. Um, so when I, I'm about to talk to him in one second, man, like it, it's all love, but I, I got to talk to them. But Damon, like, man, right. if you do a pod, I'm doing a pod, you know, and, and I'm like, yo, yeah. Damon, we can't do we can't. It, it's me, you and teach now. We can't do everything together, man. So I told him, I, right, we, right. We were like mid pod. I'm like, hey, Damon, I'm doing D-Gus next week, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he, you know, he's somewhere in Hawaii doing whatever he does. But you know his internet connection sucks yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. You see, we ain't had no, that no bullshit. Tisha, Tisha, internet connection is the worst, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, we we did a pod yesterday. It took us an hour for Tisha to get right. She had to change rooms, cameras, damn, everything. But hey, to the to the to the military podcasters that I know, listen, love y'all to yeah. death. 
when y'all gonna get us on an episode, man? Like, I feel like I, I feel like permission <laughs> to speak freely ain't been on nobody podcast in yeah. about a year, man. We coming up on a year, and I honestly, bro, yeah, honestly, I mean, I don't know what it is, bro. I don't know if it's yeah, what part, well, of- dude? I've only I've done you, yeah, I've done John Rennie, uh, I've done Jeff Bayless, Paul Kingsbury. But like even then, like Jeff's taking a break from podcasting uh, to focus on like just himself and his family. Um, Paul is intermittent, like because he works full time and has kids and stuff. So like he he does cutlass, but he 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 go he seems like he goes in spurts. Yeah, yep. Um, where he's like on fire about it and has stuff to say, but then he just gets busy. Uh-huh. So like those guys aren't even like doing it all the time anymore. Like Jeff was super consistent for a long time, but then he kind of he just recently stopped. Yeah. Um. But and then you guys are consistent. But like, I know there's other ones out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but man. like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I've never I don't get invited. Yeah, on like, all those like, why not? It's like, like it's some, I don't I'm not saying I'd go on all of them, but like, I, like, they don't come for me either. And I wonder if it's because of how we do what we do. You know what I mean? Like, like you when you're standing back looking at military podcasts or veteran podcasts, it's like, I guess we're all in the same lane, but we're not really doing the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you and I and Damon and and Tish now are doing the same thing as some of these other military podcasts that are just like in it for the grift or the likes or the whatever, you know, like the attention it gets them or yeah. some of them get access to people because they're like pseudo official. So they like got the McPon on or they got who and it's like, OK, but like, what are we gaining if you're going to like, like if I was going to bring the McPon on or a fleet or whatever and just throw them softball questions, like what value does that add for yeah. anybody? Like it's essentially just another McPon all hands call, which I don't need to listen to a podcast for. Yeah. Bro. So it's like, that's why you've never seen anybody like that on this podcast. And it's not because they haven't asked. It's because they're not willing to have the type of conversation that I want to have. Yeah. Let's, and let's, so I'm just like, well, you know, I, I, and I, I'm honest about it up front. And I even told him like, look, we can do it. And I'm going to push you and I'm going to ask you hard questions and then I will send you and legal and PAO and whoever mm-hmm. I'll send you the audio file and you can flag the issues that you want me to edit out. And if I end up with 30 minutes of word salad, I just won't publish it. Yeah. So there's like a safety net there, like, but I'm not going to just let you come on and spew, you know, a bunch of like word salad, non answers. And then put that out there as like, it's going to add some value to my, to my listeners is because it's not. And yeah. so like, that's why you've never seen a McPon or a, like a f- active duty fleet or whatever, because they just, none of them are willing to have those conversations to my knowledge. And if, if I'm wrong about that, hit me up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yep. happy to talk. I'd, Scotty Tekorzik, like I'm a fan dog. Fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's pretty, yeah, come he's on pretty the podcast. Cool. Yeah, he's pretty I like cool. that dude. So like, if yeah. he wants to come on, great. But it's like, I get it too. Like I, I have a like low key suspicion, like tinfoil hat time. Like, let me. Uh, I think I have a low key suspicion that I'm almost like blackballed in a, in a, in some type of way where they're like, like, this isn't the guy that we want to like hitch our wagon to Uh and like be having these conversations with. And, and I could be wrong, but like, I have this suspicion that like, they don't like me very much in those circles. And so it's just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But it's it's fine. I don't need that. It's a good conversation to have no matter what, like you gotta be like some, like, so, like a lot of what you're saying is is 
is critical, but it's critical in a sense like less like, for instance, like somebody might yeah. be giving somebody that de- I'm giving I'm right now I'm presenting the problem and I got some ways mm-hmm. of solutionaries or whatever. What you're presenting is the utopian solution that like all I'm right. saying, all I'm saying is how are we going to get from here to where you want us to be? And can you give us right. a more defined version of where, like how to travel from right. here to where you want us to be? But then I, it's going to evolve from that to me pushing them on actual like detail and a plan. Yeah. And then when they give me a bad plan, I'm going to tell them it's a bad yeah, plan. Like, that don't so make it's sense. like, and, <laughs> yeah. and, but like, just be willing to push back and tell me, no, actually it's a good plan and here's why. And it's like, maybe I'll agree, maybe I won't. And it doesn't, it's neither here nor there. It's just a productive conversation that, like the listeners will get to hear me ask the hard questions that they want the answer to. And then they'll get an answer whether or not it's good or bad. Uh, you know, it depends. And I will, I'll hold them accountable to those answers and what value, if any, they have, and then they can then provide more detail. And that's why the long form conversations are so important, yeah. but it's like, yeah. as far as I can tell, nobody's willing to have them. So it's like, eh, you know, like, yeah. I, okay. Like we don't have to like, and it's very telling to me that, that they don't want to. And I know some of that's probably an old school mentality where they're concerned about um, like how, how it would be perceived by mm-hmm. the people in their orbit, you know, like how like a fleet's admiral would perceive it. And all those fleets probably want to be McPond. So it's like, there's that in the back of their mind and, the McPon doesn't want to be on the cover of the Navy Times. And so it's like, I get it, man. Like nobody wants to be the person generating negative headlines. But at the same time, it's like, I will give you the safety net. Like mm-hmm. I'll give you a, a ripcord of, I will send you the raw audio file and you can flag whatever you want edited out. And if it edits down to something that I don't think adds values to my listeners, I just won't publish it. And yeah. we just had this conversation and it was for the benefit of, of the two of us. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and I just, they probably don't trust that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Yo, you know, you know, what's crazy. Tell them not to publish it. You know, what's crazy though. Before, b- before I tell you that though, Hey, for the military potters, <laughs> man, that some of y'all were inspired by D Gus. Y'all started y'all pod. Cause y'all listen to D Gus. Ah. Some of y'all was inspired. Some <laughs> of y'all, good, some of y'all was inspired by some people. <laughs> Hit us up, man. Do some pods, man. Let's do yeah. some collabs, man. I don't care if you got three I'm listeners. I'm always down, but yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't care if you got three listeners. Bring us on. Let's have some fun yeah. conversation. Let's talk. Let's drive some. For real. Let's drive. Uh, and the- like, I'm the same way. I don't know where you guys were at when I first brought you on, but like, I feel like you guys were pretty fresh. We were starting so out. We were like, starting yeah, out, bro. Like, yeah, I just, I listened to it. I'm like, oh, these guys are awesome. Like, I'll yeah, bring them on. And it's like, I, I, that's, I'm the same way. Like, if you have three listeners but like your heart's in the right place and you're trying to do a good thing. I'll bring you on. And I mean, like if you need any proof of that, Ariana and Desiree like started from complete scratch, but I Mm. published their podcast. It's like, Oh really? I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) We were like, we were like really like just starting out. But what I, what I, what I, um, what I want to say was like what you were just talking about, man, I think some, some of these dudes, and I'm not speaking on like the Mick pond or anybody, but I think some of these, some of these dudes, when they get to a certain position, man, I think mm-hmm. they have a a turn on and turn off. And I'm not even saying it's like being fake. I think they have a certain conversation like at home with your wife that they just yeah. don't even have publicly anymore. Like you just don't. Now, I actually had a chance yeah. to meet the Mick Pond. I actually had a chance to meet the Mick Pond. Like I walked around, mm-hmm. I, I, I like took him around my, uh, my base and it was just it was yeah. just me, him and uh, his aide. 
Um, and we talked about yeah. a lot of stuff, you know. Um, I actually asked him about the. I red, heard he's a. Uh, yeah, I asked I him about the Reddit thing. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, we were stationed together. I heard together. he's a great dude. Yeah, and he and, yeah. and a lot of what you're saying about leadership and confidence, um, he had a conversation in re- like in regard to that about like the Saint Croix, yeah. uh, and I talked about it on my pod, but he talked about like Saint Croix, like the sparkling water that like says that it's uh, grapefruit. It's marketed as grapefruit. The can looks great and says it's grapefruit, but when you taste it, you don't taste no fucking grapefruit at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what he's talking about. And that's a lot of what you're saying is what he was saying mm-hmm. in that analogy, you know, just, in, you know, in a different right. light. Well, that's how I received it. You know what I'm saying? And I think he would want right. people to know. And in and, and, and reading his letters and seeing what his initiatives are now, everything to me line up to that St. Croix conversation you know but outside of him i think a lot of like people get in this space of leadership where they turn Uh on a certain uh talking format for for conversation based because yeah because you're being because you know you're being like the president for instance like i'm being analyzed everything i say is going to be analyzed so turn it on right you ever uh, yeah and a lot of it's taken out of context too and it's like so i understand the fear like russ smith's infamous all hands call on a g-dub like a lot of what he said was taken wildly out of context. Mm-hmm. I also understand why it was taken out of context, like yeah. why people were interpreting it that way. And yeah. that it was parts of it were fair, but like, yeah, man, I don't, and like when it gets to like the, them speaking that way, I would argue that like the memos and all that stuff that he released are him speaking in that type of language yeah. that you're talking about and it's, like and it, him, yeah. he was t- that setting was turned on and he filtered out a lot of what he probably said to you in private in the memos like it's it's very vague and and cushioned like he does make mentions of competence and and like we can't let chiefs perform at a substandard level yeah. and just like he's got little part little pieces in there but they're really mild and vague and so it's like that to me is that filter like he's he's filtering that like yeah, what he really means out because he wants to like cushion the blow and avoid that type of of scrutiny and it's yeah. like and it's less on, effective man. than long form it's less effective yeah. that shit you know for anybody anybody listening whoever you are doing that shit is less effective than long form content because you don't mm-hmm. have that person to be like oh what you mean by that. Like what you do? Me and Damon right. do that a lot. Like Damon, Damon is more. Yeah, yeah. Damon is more the like Kool Aid, Navy gung ho Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. You know he came in in those years, so he might say something. Oh yeah, twenty four seven. I'm listening, and I'm like, fuck you mean twenty four? Like <laughs> let's talk about this a little bit, Damon. And he, you know, and then yeah. we we talk about it, and you know, you kind of see what mm. he means. Like man, you we just had a conversation about uh, mandatory training, right? And I think in mm. the midst of our conversation, a different level of understanding came even to how I yeah. initially made the statement. Like, no, I don't mean right, this. Right. I more so mean it saddens me. But when when you get those blanket statements that's just supposed to mm-hmm. they get left up to interpretation. And yeah. that's what you were meaning yep. by like somebody could take if I'm like, hey, yep. I'm the guy over this uh, mental health thing. Let me just make this. Mm-hmm. Let me just make the decision and make the call. I could do something yeah. very detrimental to my seller because I think that I know what they're uh-huh. Yep. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah. A hundred percent, dude. You nailed it. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't, I, I fear for our future in a lot of ways, but like, 
I also like I have a lot of hope too, though, like that. I wrote that in a lot of charges this year of like, oh, and even like I, I you might have seen the social media posts where I tagged a bunch of people that made chief that I know personally. But like I just the the group of people that I know personally and then there's at least half a dozen that have contacted me via the podcast It like it fills me with a lot of like hope and and promise for the future, knowing that they're the, going to be the people who have the future yeah. chiefs mess in their hands. It's like the quality of people that I'm interacting with that got selected this year. It's just insane. Like it's, they're so good that I'm like, I'm trying to like be glasses half full. And in my head think that like, well, if I know a dozen chief selects mm-hmm. that are all just like fucking uh, incredible people that are going to just be amazing chiefs. Yeah. It stands to reason. There's a lot more in this like generation of chiefs that just got selected in this class or whatever. It's like stands to reason that a lot more of them are like this than I might have previously believed, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping that I'm right because yeah, if I am, I think the future is really bright. It's just going to take a while for that, you yeah. know, like to breed out those older generations. So, yeah. And that's why I sit and I tell them we need y'all. That's why I give them that message. Like, yeah, we need you. <laughs> like, like you come yeah. in here trying to get charges for me. Like, I'm happy you're here yeah. because we right. need you come, come contribute right, right now. Come help us out. Mm-hmm. That shit you said you were bringing is based off of your per- perception. You said you was bringing some people yeah. like, oh, I'm bringing more diversity to Chiefs Mess. Oh, you are? You're bringing diversity? If yeah, you look around the room, yeah, bro. if like, you perceive that the shit wasn't diverse, then come bring your diversity. We need it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that's the thing, man. Yeah. Any save rounds or alibis, man? You ready to wrap this thing up? Man, yo, I mean, I feel like man, we always get fucking, we always get talk. We I, could, yeah, we could just go forever, but uh. yeah, I just, like I said, man, for, uh, for for all it's a lot of people that listen to these podcasts and you know they get inspired to do stuff and like that like like i said even if you got like two fucking listeners man hit us up man i know yeah, hit me and damon up sure. and like and like you know d guts and everybody man like let's have these conversations man let's let mm-hmm. let's talk about it and another big thing is this like don't take every piece of criticism uh like a negative thing man like you gotta weed yeah. out you gotta weed and i tell the selects this too you gotta weed out who you really know that really cares and want to make this shit better yeah. you know i'm on the needs of the navy tiktok right watching uh <laughs> I, I watch it like and then like yo she okay. gives a fuck like they giving her shit you know needs about it and her, to check that out. that's yeah that's your girl that's uh, ariana is it christina no that's ariana oh that's ariana yeah ariana that's TikTok? ariana that's her tiktok uh, needs of the navy I probably, right? she's probably told me that. Yeah, and they nice. kill it. They killing her, man. They like, you know, like yeah. not everybody, but some people are like, why? It's like, yo, bro, if yeah. you, if, oh, yeah. you, if you care and you see that she cares too, DM her, figure out how to make these visions yeah. fucking collide and make shit better. Because if it's one thing right. I know from looking at, if it's one thing I know from looking at her TikTok, she cares. She wants shit to be better. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot but, of chiefs yeah, get caught like up. She's getting held during the chief season. <laughs> Yo, yeah, pro- from her mess, from her mess. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I told her going in, I'm like, are you sure you want to do this before you make chief? Because, like, I'm down. But, like, because she, her being sailor of the year and all that, like, kind of knew she was yeah. going to make chief. Like, I mean, obviously, there's always, like, a maybe she doesn't for some reason. But, like, I reviewed her record and I'm like, 
bro. Like, yeah, you're you got to make cheese. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so like I was trying to warn her about certain things where, and she just is like, fucking fuck YOLO. What's going on? Fuck. Yeah, like, I'm up? doing scorched earth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, I had to talk her down from doing a podcast. <laughs> about her experience during the cheese season before it was even over. I'm like, look, I know you have opinions, but let, yeah, you let your right. mess do their thing first. Yeah, you got that right. Like, and then at the end, one looking back post pinning, if you still think some of the experiences deserve to have a critical conversation, then we'll do it. We'll do it. I, I mean, I want to do it anyway, just to have a conversation about the journey and, and how it evolved yeah. and how she interacted with it and all that. But like, yeah, it, 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 she's always ready to go in. And it's like, you got to slow down and analyze this stuff and let the process happen before you make a judgment on it because your mess might surprise you. Mm-hmm. And yep. so it's like, and and she's been doing that now. And that's why you don't see her as much on social media and stuff. Yeah, she's man. trying to like actually give it a chance. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it, I feel, but I feel like a lot of selects find themselves in that place this year because i think you like you said we're in this weird like transition like we're in uh like there's like this imbalance where you got all these newer generations coming in and the older generations are becoming the minority but they're yep. also very much standing in, strong standing out <laughs> like in opposition to <laughs> yeah. the new the new standing generation the new generation that, just be looking like shit okay yeah, there you go like, <laughs> Be yeah, on the soapbox okay, yeah. yeah the last yeah. the other last the other last last thing is for the uh the social media influencers, man, you know, and, and, and I feel like we <laughs> exist in that world a little bit, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. because little, you're yeah. on social media, but just be pure, man. I wanted, uh, uh, recently, an uh, 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 influencer hit me up to do the pod, like, and then started talking mm. about fees and money, and I'm not paying nobody to, to be on my what? podcast. I know? don't understand. Yeah. yeah, somebody tried to do that to me once where they, like, wanted to charge me or something, yeah. and I'm like, oh, like, I don't even want, you contacted me. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. want to be on your yeah, we podcast. We might have to F offline. Off talk about me paying you <laughs> money. Might be the same oh, person. We might have to talk about it offline. Oh, but, uh, maybe. But, um, yeah, That's man. And, and I look, I respect the hustle and all that stuff. But like, I, I don't we don't I don't need that. Like uh, we like this pure conversations. Nope. We want to drive this. We want to yep. help people, help sellers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and for y'all that is doing it like that right now and that started. And I think you had this conversation with us a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when we for just keep a pure heart, you know, just keep a pure heart yeah. and, and, and do it for the right reasons. When you start to realize, oh, shit. I got like, for instance, like we put a clip out, man, on TikTok and it got a whole lot of views. And then Damon, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and not for no bad reason, but Damon was like, hey, you right. Th- you think we should start doing more clips like this? And I was like, no, I'm like, no, 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 no. Nope. No. It's, it's not Just pure. Keep doing what you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be yeah. pure. Yep, it's forced. That's exactly. We, yeah. Yeah. We feeding the people. That's how I felt about it like I was putting out all those interviews for a long time and I just, I don't know why I got caught up in that, but I like, I got to this point where I I almost like felt like I was going through the motions and I like didn't want to do the, I wasn't motivated to do the podcast. Yeah. I listened to that. And so so then I was like, well, like I love the podcast. Like I love doing this though. I'm like, why do I love doing this? Like what was the point at the beginning? And that was why I came out that like, I want to refocus and do more solo stuff do more educational stuff. Cause that was the point. And I'm not saying like interviews don't have value. Us having these discussions definitely have value, 
but like it can't be everything either. Like I need to present yeah. educational tools. I need to present like topics. I need to have my own like stream of consciousness type analysis of something that's going on. I like doing the spin the yarns where I'm like talking through a scenario that a listener sent to me and giving them advice. And then that could basically be like another sailor that has, has experienced something similarly can listen. And it's like almost like they're being counseled by their chief. And it's like, so like that stuff is educational. So like I wanted to refocus and do more of that. Because that's what what I started, I like set out to do in the first place. And that's yeah. why I enjoyed it so much. Um, and I think that's what a lot of the listeners are kind of come here for. So it's like, if I'm just talking to people. Yeah, they come to learn from time, They come to learn something. Yeah. Man. And uh, well, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate being um, invited here. I appreciate coming on. As, as Bro, always, I was, little, invitation, man. I was nervous. I was a little nervous, man. This is, it's <laughs> like, no, let me stop. I was just joking. <laughs> I wasn't nervous. You ain't nervous? Shut up. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, you've been on a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, man, but it's this It's always a pleasure. Um, it's always a pleasure. I'm always a fan. I'm always listening. Um, I'm always Hell taking yeah. something away from your pods. I got. I had somebody hit me up because of one of your pods before, man. Almost, I thought I was getting oh, really? in trouble. Yeah, man. Somebody hit. He was like, "Hey, I'll tell you who it was offline." But they was like, "Hey, like right. they was like." Everything okay? Yeah, I, I have reposted one of your clips. So you were going off, man. The oh, okay. CO charge of a CO, or whatever, right? You going off, man? Charge, oh, charge yeah, a command. The open letter to I, commanders. Yeah, 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 I got yeah, hit up, man. On <laughs> I got hit up. They're like, you good? Everything good? I'm like, I'm good, man. He's like, I just try to figure out why are you so upset in the morning. I was like, hey, bro, that was D guys. That wasn't me. That's D guys. That was me. That was me. <laughs> yeah, man. But well, and that was that was the I, that podcast. I was so pissed. Yeah, the video ate itself. I don't know what happened happened but like the video was like it was like a freeze frame of me and then like it'd go like 20 seconds and then there'd be a new frame and i like but it wasn't video and i couldn't fix it i I went all over the internet trying to fix it so all those like clips were uh like ariana put them together somehow with like like images and stuff and so like that was why my face like it wasn't a video like my normal reels are because like some something glitched it's not on youtube either because i don't have the video unfortunately um but yeah i was mad because like i'm like those clips probably would have done better if it was actual like (laughs) video of me talking because i was lit that day i was so pissed yeah but yeah yeah man yeah to the discord is yeah man our logos look alike to the i I see everything to the our logos do look alike i don't Uh, i don't know how they look alike but they just happen to look alike they they blue circles i mean you know Yeah, yeah, that's all, blue man. That's with white writing. It's, yeah, blue uh, circles with white writing, man. I should look alike, y'all. Like, uh, I yeah. promise, I ain't look at his and make mine and nothing like that. Just happen to look <laughs> like y'all. We hired a professional. Yeah. Like, just happen to look like. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I did too. Like, I didn't. I designed all my T-shirt and stickers and everything, but like yeah. the actual logo, I hadn't retaught myself like Illustrator and stuff yet. So that I paid somebody to do that. Yeah. To, on Fiverr. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Yeah, always right, a man. pleasure. Well, bro. thanks for doing this. Yeah, open invitation as always. You can you can come back whenever you want, sir. So, thanks. All right, I hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, I, like I said in the in the intro, like I always have a great time talking to Damo. Um, it, you'll definitely see him again. Uh, I basically told him. I mean, I mentioned it at the end of the recording, but then uh, even after the fact, I'm like, dude, just keep the link to my scheduling thing and just like anytime you want to come on just don't you don't even got to ask just sign up <laughs> just sign up for an open date and uh and we'll do it because i have so much fun talking to him um if you're not already familiar go check out the permission to speak freely podcast 
uh, they call it PTSF uh, as well. So you might see that like on the their uh, PTSF podcast, I think, is their Instagram, stuff like that. I'll put it all in the show notes uh, and I'll tag them in the Instagram posts and stuff. Um, but yeah, go check out their podcast. They do a lot of really cool stuff. They're on YouTube as well. So you can get it anywhere you get podcasts, but then you can go follow their YouTube channel as well and and watch the podcast there. But um, the, the, the him and Damon uh, and now Tish is, is involved too. Um, pretty regularly. I think, I don't know if she's always on, but she's pretty regularly she's on as well. Um, and yeah, they have guests that sometimes they just chop it up about whatever's going on in their lives or in the Navy or both. Cause they're kind of the same thing or the current events. They do this cool hero series and just like, it's, it's a dope podcast. I highly recommend checking them out and following them and supporting them in any way that you can, because like, I, I love to see, like another person or people or group doing this same kind of thing in the similar lane um and uh and doing well so like they're awesome dudes tish is dope go check the podcast out um if you want to support us you can do so by uh going to dgutspodcast.com there's a donate button in the upper right hand corner of the website or you can go to don't cover up the ship apparel it's dgutsapparel.com get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public We've got stickers and shoe or not shoes shower shoes <laughs> stickers shower shoes bags shirts hoodies all the things uh that you would expect to see and more to come um and uh that's a great way to support us. Or you can go to DGUTS or you can go to patreon.com slash DGUTS podcast and become a patron today. We have five tiers with a bunch of cool benefits and it's it's an amazing way uh, to support the platform and helps us pay the bills and expand the platform and do all the, the cool things that we want to do. I'm, I may or may not be writing a book right now. Uh, <laughs> more to follow. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's allowing us to do everything that we want to do. Um, to expand the platform and just make more more good resources for all of you. So uh, if you can support us in those ways, great. If you can't afford to spend the money, no worries. Just do all the things you know how to do on the internet. Like go to go to all the podcast platforms and review us and follow us and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, share the videos, share the podcast, tag your friends, share the social media posts, whatever. Follow us on Instagram, all that crap. Uh, anything you can do on any of those things to leverage the algorithms to help amplify the message is support. And, and we really, really appreciate that. It doesn't cost you a dime, just costs you a couple of thumb movements or something. So uh, we really appreciate anything you can do, including just listening. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey, shout out to all our level five patrons, Victoria Livingood, William McIver, and Mark Gallagos, to all our other patrons. We really appreciate your support. Helps to pay all the bills, expand the platform, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much.